Hey, welcome back to the Goodest Cast, everybody. It's your host, Palmer Sanderson. I never say that. I don't know why. What? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> this episode, we have PJ Pendergast, and uh, he was—he's driving behind me right now. I totally didn't plan that. If you're not watching, uh, I got the latest Flash VM video playing in the background. Thought I'd like spice up these intros a little bit. Anyway. PJ came to hang out with us when we were driving in Washington um, at Evergreen. We've been meaning to do a podcast for a while. He uh, happened to be there. I had my gear. We set it all up in Aaron's garage, sat right in front of the Sylvia and uh, knocked out out a podcast. We had lots of distractions. That was distractions and interruptions put together. Anyway, (laughs) uh, lots of people hanging out around, so... It's definitely an interesting one. Um, he's got some good stuff, man. Like friends with Tomoya, driven in Japan. He was there one of the days that I was at Mehan. So cool dude, and uh, I enjoyed this one. I hope you guys do check it out. <laughs> Had to get at least one in. Take sixty-nine. Shot four. 20 i think it says we're adults Something like that that's yeah that's usually how it goes welcome to the podcast dude hello thank you for having me we've been talking about this for a while yeah definitely i can't remember someone i always do the like ig things where i ask like who, who i should have on and you're usually requested and i'm like all right Dude's, dude's got some notoriety, I guess, out there on, on the East Coast. I've been trying to get more people, like, from around the States, because I feel like I've been doing, like, a lot of NorCal local people lately. It makes sense. Yeah. It's easiest yeah. to communicate with. You're not worried about time zones. and. Yeah, sometimes, I, like, I have a hard time, like, picking who I'm going to do from other areas, because I don't really know people's stories as in-depth, I guess, would be why but people want to hear your story man i guess so we're here to we're here to tell it <laughs> we're here to say something about it yeah so usually like i don't know it's like it's it's the like obvious question like how did where did it all begin how did this how did this crazy fucking drifting addiction take over your life right well i think cars in general that really started, uh, my dad got my sister and I a car when I was six years old because they have like a, right. they have like a good couple acres of fields behind their house. And, um, I learned how to drive when I was six and then my dad had like a parts car. They learned how to drive stick in when I was eight and he would try to like pit maneuver us in our field car and shit <laughs> like that. It was really funny. But, uh, yeah, I, um, my dad actually kind of got me into Japanese cars when I was like. 15 or so he wanted me to he like wanted to do a project car with me and at the time i really wanted an sti Mm. 15 year old me thought stis were sick couldn't afford one for sure so that's when he decided he's like oh he wants something all-wheel drive and turbocharged so we found a 3000 gt vr4 which is a very interesting car it's very fucking complicated (laughs) it has a million and a half vacuum lines uh but when I got that car, I um, started discovering car forums and blogs and stuff. And that's when I was like, oh, shit, drifting exists. This is sick. 
and you know figured out what an s15 was and was all upset that we never got them and like <laughs> i eventually made it to uh our local skid pad lebanon valley when i was in high school i found out about local events hosted by drift faction and that was when like where is that where did you grow up uh outside of albany new york okay like town 30 minutes south or so it's called kinderhook um but yeah that that skid pad you know when i was in high school that's when i would see like i'd see drift faction driving with like ryan turk in this like clapped out like missile car kind of thing yeah got a couple ride-alongs and um i knew immediately like after the first ride-along i was like i need 240 how old are you um for that first ride-along i think i was like I was like 16 or 17. Oh, okay. And I, um, yeah, then I got my 240 when I was 19. Finally found something that I could afford. Three long years. Right? That was the longest three years of my life. And then the past decade has just like blown by. So I'm 29 now. So it's 10 years of drifting this year. Actually, this June, like a couple, like a week or two ago, would have been like my my 10 year anniversary. Yeah, how my, crazy my is that? 40. I think about that a lot. Of like, I've been doing this 10 years. Like, it's funny going to events now, just being like the old guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I used yeah, to like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was always hyped looking up to like Drift Faction and all like the older dudes I'd see at events because they were really what like inspired me and like the whole like low style thing and getting into boss town after final bout became a thing all that stuff yeah i remember i remember seeing i remember seeing the boss town stuff and i didn't know like i don't know it's so it's it's really interesting i was just talking to sam about this i'm like i'm like watching some clips from like drift masters and i'm like i don't know any of these people like i don't know any of the people competing and they're like the top people like i've like heard the name like once or twice it's like crazy how big that this thing has become because like i remember when i got into drifting it was like oh these are the people who do it in this country and these are the people who do it in that country those are like the big names and like now it's like there's so many people doing it like i can't i can't even keep track dude i know like no one at my local events anymore <laughs> there's so many young kids it's awesome to see and i'm yeah. hyped for them and it's always cool seeing kids progress and like it's weird being referred to or like having some kid be like, Oh, you're like, OG. I'm like, I'm not at all. Yeah. Thank you. I'm flattered, but like totally not. Yeah. It's like, have you had <laughs> people mention like, Oh yeah. Like I, I like saw your car back in the day and it, <laughs> God damn it, Aaron. <laughs> We're at Aaron Levitt's house. If you can't tell, like you can't, if you're not, if you're listening, we're sitting in front of his Sylvia. He picked me up from the airport in that car, which was pretty cool. And uh, he's, yeah, he's, he got an X7 Cressida and wanted to let you guys hear the song of 5M people's people. Oh shit. Is that a tunnel dude? <laughs> <laughs> you drop it to two real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um where were we no idea uh origin story oh right yeah so so you got your so you got your s chassis at 19 yep found that on zilvia and i remember at the time it was like it's a full sr car had like z32 brakes coilovers had like every fucking 
GT spec, like strut, like brace kind of thing you could put in a chassis. And I remember at the time being like kind of bummed. I was like, oh, 4,500 is like a lot of money for one of these right now. And now, yeah. Yeah. Now, if you found that, if I like did nothing to that car and tried to sell it now, I for sure would profit like at least 10 grand. I know. It's unbelievable. (laughs) (sighs) Whatever. That's the game. That's the game. We just got to start hoarding more shit. Yeah. I'm like having a hard time selling stuff now. I'm like, I need money. And I'm like, but if I sell this, am I going to have to buy it back for, you know, 30% more? And I think people are keep, people are holding on to stuff, so there's less stuff for sale. And then there's like less stuff just in existence because yeah. there's more people into it. I don't know. We'll see. I made the mistake of selling a Z32 Trans last year because I was like, I kept going back and forth if I wanted to do Z32 or Z33. And this was also before I got this other hatch i have three hatches now and i bought the shell in the fall that i decided like i want to make something like this so i can have best of both worlds but at the time i was like oh well, i should run z33 because that's what my teammates kevin and shane run and have like identical gearing and like mm-hmm. car kind of mm-hmm. setup but they like literally drag transmission because yeah those things hang low. low and yeah. they hang low and yeah, it took me a while to find another Z32 transmission, but finally secured one early this year. Going to like rebuild it before I put it in the car because I did way too many transmissions in 2020. I'm all set on... How many? How uh, many did you do in 2020? I did three, but one of them I put in the car. I got from a friend and uh, who had gotten it from a friend and like I didn't bother to check it. I I was like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's from a homie. He, you know, I was out of a car. Should Probably be fine. fine. Yeah. Go to put it, you know, I literally had had everything buttoned up and <laughs> I was like, oh, I should change. You know, I got to drain it out and put some fresh fucking gear oil in it and just fat chunks of gear drop out. I was like, well, this is a wasted day. I was a lot more upset than that. But <laughs> mm. <laughs> nothing, nothing more fun than swapping a transmission and having it not work. That was, I mean, that was. Well, there's, there's other things. Big that are lesson worse. learned on my behalf. I will not buy a transmission without checking it on the spot. Like I'll bring gloves, my own tools, a fucking pan. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you waste your time once and learn a valuable lesson. Yeah. So, uh, I, I actually, I think I first met you at Mahon. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, fast forward, buying an S chassis, you know, at 19, then becoming friends with Tamoya. Yeah. And then having him come out and drive his car at Mahon, which, uh, if, if I, I don't know if I would let anyone drive my car at Mahon. Like, actually, yeah, there's a, there's a handful of people that I would let drive my car at Mahon, but that's a that's that's a that's a strong friendship right there and it's a select like few drivers that you know yeah and you know what they're capable of and i think that i had gotten to that point because i had bought in 2018 i bought my fc from tamoya and um you know i had i had never even ridden in an fc before i'd like let alone drive one you just you're like need it i yeah i will i was looking for a car because my friend uh ryan had a sylvia that he keeps at our friend's house in like outside of tokyo 
And, you know, we ended up getting that or he got that in 2017 after we uh, blew some money on a Sylvia that blew up that we got from a certain someone. And uh, <laughs> it, who was uh, that certain someone? <laughs> we uh we you know the name's been thrown around on this podcast before I, the, people know him now as the spirit j drift series thing that was a whole just debacle back and forth of like oh dude i'm so sorry you know we'll help you put a head gasket in it's like yo your boy's lying to you he beat the shit out of it fuck you all this stuff and it was like nice eh, yeah people buying cars in japan is not easy no no it's not i just got really lucky being in like the right place and time even just like having become friends with tomoya i feel like that's how a lot of this that's shit a, works that's out. a pretty good friendship yeah that tomoya was... is cool <laughs> like he's like he's like the youngest og i've ever met you know what i mean like he's like the youngest energy of anyone who's been doing this since before i was born <laughs> yeah seriously no he's been drifting for like as long as we've been alive pretty much because yeah. the sexy nights formed in 93 wow and, and he's been driving before that probably yeah see <laughs> he used to um he used to be into racing like those two-stroke like nsr street bikes that's like what he did before he got into drifting I have a picture of him on my phone when he was 18 on a little Honda NSR 50, like all the speed stuff on. He's he's always shout out to Tomoya because he's always got the coolest like poses and stuff. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was like one of those photos. But um, yeah, that's dope. I'm going to open that window because it's hot and I'm dying. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to derailing (laughs) myself already. Not sick. You're good. (laughs) Uh. Well, at least that one dude isn't like hosing that boat off anymore. Yeah. But um, but yeah, basically, in 2017, that was like the first final bout special stage Japan that like a lot of us tried to go over and uh, spectate. And I essentially met Tomoya, kind of, so not like by accident, but like I. Uh, I was trying to get a ride along at Nico with his friend Enemoto because um, all the Chicago dudes rented cars and were driving with the sexy nights at Nico. And um, I, I just like was trying to use my terrible Japanese 101 and 102 that I learned in college, just trying to like also using translate to try and uh, ask Enemoto for a ride. Oh, my God, that's going to be so much better. Feel the breeze now. Sorry, everybody. We were dying in here. Saw, dude. You want to come say hi, Aaron? Yeah. You want to say hi? You want to say hi? You want to say hi to the people? You want to say hi, dude? Hi, people. (laughs) Hi, party people. It's hot. Yeah, dude. It's it's toasty in here dude i thought washington wasn't supposed to be hot we're in seattle washington i like wore like pants and a sweatshirt when i was on the plane so i was like oh it's gonna be cold up there yeah. my balls is hot <laughs> like right next to you you don't have you don't have to put them on my shoulder i can feel them from here my balls is hot too, dude. <laughs> oh, dude come on bro <laughs> we're podding uh, podding talking about we were discussing the whole like tomoya situation how i met him and stuff is where we were oh yeah where we had left off i can't wait to listen to this one 
<laughs> yeah. It's funny because I'm right here. I could just eavesdrop. He can't, he can't wait to listen. Up, dude. Does it matter if I work from my car behind you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to hear like, jack, like jacking off noises? And Do you want to change like some axles right now? Lug nuts like... and yeah. tires, all the keywords. Tires, lug nuts, turbo, crescent. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know the meme with the chicks that change their lug nuts with a crescent wrench? I'm like, oh, that's so. Well, they got like some pliers, like <laughs> you, not on the lug. You don't, you don't do that. No, dude. That's, that's like a, exclusive. What I exclusively what I use. That's the only way I change lugs. Only Harbor Freight shit. Yeah. Uh, I'll wait to work in my car, then I won't be rude. Okay, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> You fucking get out of here, you distractions! <laughs> I'm, clo- I'm gonna close the garage door. And we're gonna sweat to death, right? Oh, we're we're just gonna lose some weight. We're gonna sweat off yeah. some some alcohol. And... <laughs> now we have an audience. This is the first time we got a studio audience. <laughs> this is like we need a light like that says like applause this and is like laugh. Production and... shit. I got a clipboard. I got a ponytail and glasses and a clipboard. Yeah. <laughs> like... You do. You do look like a porn producer right now. <laughs> I feel like. If you, you can know, only see the ponytail and sunglasses Aaron had, <laughs> if you had a casting couch. This porn's mid. Aaron said this, this porn, porn that we're filming is mid. mid. Go away. Far, far, dude. Porn <laughs> it's about to be if you don't leave. He said bust. it's buzzing. <laughs> Just. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks. I thought, I thought about it, All right, dude. BRB. Hey, dude, uh, we're going to chill. Far. You cruise. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I needed that. Well, that helped take up some time here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, everybody. We're back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll let them know it's action. You know. Yeah. Nothing no, that's all action. staying in for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I want it to be in. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So you. Yeah. How'd you How'd you meet Tamoya? I was basically trying to get a ride along with his friend and he very loosely translated. He's like, oh, yeah, my uh, my friend's like bringing some spare wheels or something is what I thought. And uh, his friend was Tomoya and he just put me in Tomoya's car and we got <laughs> to do like the Nico Sampatsu and like uh, that was I was pretty wild. So I, I lied earlier. I did get a ride in an FC once and it was with Tomoya and then a year later. I was just like, I, we stayed in touch after that day. Um, ended His up English is decent. Yeah. Like I can have, I can have like conversation with him and like, yeah, you know, sometimes we'll translate DM. stuff, but, yeah. um, but yeah, no, you can, you can like have, you can hold conversation with him. I should get him on here. He would, I'm, I'm sure he would love it. Yeah. The time zone difference might be a little yeah. tricky. We should all three out. do one. Yeah. That would be sick. Yeah. We should make that happen. Tomorrow we're going to do a podcast. Yeah. That'd be sweet. That'd be super. I liked him a lot. He was like, I, cause I was there. I was there cause he, didn't he crash the car at Mahon? He did. And I remember, I think it was like Ilya or someone on the final bout live stream. I remember like looking at the comments later in the final bout, like he's like, Oh, I'm pretty sure that was PJ. Like I just saw him get out of the car. And I was like, that was, that was my course preview. Like I was just in. Oh yeah. He was just warming up. Yeah, we were like two it's or three laps a, in. Like, I don't know. Like, if you haven't been there, it's not like once you get there, you're like, oh, this is dangerous. Like, it's the one place that I've been that like you're more scared in person. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, because some tracks you get on, and you're like, this isn't scary. Like, it looks oh, yeah. scary. Mahon's like, 
not scary. It's like you would think it's not scary because of it's not you're not I don't know. It's not like you're not doing like triple digits or anything. No, it's not like a super fast track. It's just the but danger. You're, you're doing like I don't know. I want to say they're doing some of them are doing like at least 80 miles an hour and then like just throwing the car is fuck it throwing the car just like an obscene velocity into just nothing but walls. There's a wall, there's a wall. If you go too far inside, I'll tell you firsthand that you can hit some pretty sick jumps yeah. on the curve. Yeah, the rumble strips are like, I don't know, like six inches high, maybe more. Dude, I three-wheeled that car. Yeah. So did you get to but, drive it after he crashed it? Yeah. That was like a weird was... that was a weird trip. So I wasn't like paying like a ton of attention. <laughs> every he... every single one of Aaron's neighbors has been doing like yard work and like washing boats and now someone's mowing their lawn so we finally have a nice summer day and yeah evidently everyone's outside doing stuff so we're gonna roll with it (laughs) if you can hear the lawnmower in the background just ignore it you know just pretend you're with us focus on us sitting outside nice summer day someone's cutting grass join the northwest's finest this is a rainier yeah it's mountain fresh dude yeah that's what they say anyway. Sit in a lawn chair talking about drifting. No anyway. other way I'd spend a Monday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Monday. <laughs> Monday fun day, as I always say. Um, yeah, so you're you're showing up to Mahon and you watch Tamoya put it into the tires at the end of the straight. That was that was pretty abrasive in car. Like I got a little whiplash. Oh, were that. you in the passenger seat? Yeah, that he uh, was like he was... giving me my course preview. Like he was trying to show <laughs> me how to like, like I I just wanted to like ride with him to see the track. And, and... like Tamoy can drive. Like yeah. So you're like, no, yeah. it was it was uh, he was definitely a little freaked out. I I certainly was i mean like i was fine i, I was just like kind of shook up and was like oh i gotta like chain smoke a cigarette now or something to like try and calm down i uh was uh yeah when i went back out the problem we had with that car that day was uh he had bought it from someone else pretty much as is and uh he did some of his own things to it but he raised it up and um the previous owner to try and make it like super low car they um they use two different brand of coilover for like the top and the bottom. And, Interesting. Uh, they got another Datsun, or is that an S12? That's an S12, I think. It's a Celica, Celica Supra. Mark, oh, I think it's a Mark II. Last night, I saw the quarter window and it was looking S12-ish. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So, anyways, those coilovers were like two different brands threaded together. Tamoya raised it up and didn't realize that. Um, when he raised it up, there was barely any threads from the top part of the strut into the bottom. So after he hit the wall, I was driving around and the front of the car felt fucking so awful, dude. I was like literally just driving grip laps around Mayhan. Like I eventually tried starting to drift like the back section just to like, it's like, all right, I got to do something. I got to quit being a pussy. Like I'm at yeah, Mayhan. It's in- I need it's to do intimidating. Shit. And I pull into the pits and the one coil over like fucking separated. And then we fixed that, and then it started to feel better. I started gaining some I think confidence. I remember looking at that, and I was like, whoa, how, how'd that happen? 
Yeah, it was barely threaded together. Yeah. And then um, I finally started gaining some confidence. And then I hucked. It would have been a good entry had I been closer to the wall. I was like way too inside because I was like all paranoid and trying to stay yeah. away from the wall. Yeah. Took it way too inside and jumped the curbing and uh, do the, the screenshot from it. I had like three wheels off the ground. Like that shit got pretty <laughs> high. And, um, and when I landed, then the other coil over separated did the same thing as the other side and it like fucked up the brake line and stuff so that ended our day that's what that's what i remember seeing yeah that was the second time yeah on the other side i'm like josh from front street back the s15 into the wall that same day he drove i watched that happen i was just like just just mind blown he just drives it back down yeah <laughs> and then yeah well like nothing really bad happened no it was fine i was like wow that was Probably just like fucked up the exhaust or something. Yeah, but. like he just drove it away and they like kept driving it. I don't think it like bent anything or I don't know. That was interesting. It was like I'm I like didn't really know Josh either or the front street dudes or you. And I was just like, wow, there's like a lot of people from drifting in the US like at, at this like random Mayhon day <laughs> like in Japan. Like how weird is that? And like everyone's with different people and like it was just like this like kind of thing. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Me and my friend Mike were with Tamoya and like we had stayed with Front Street in Osaka and then um, took the train out to some like local train station that Tamoya picked us up in. And then me, Josh and uh, sort of like the donkey style dude uh, rode in Tamoya's FC on the flat. I don't know if we're supposed to say who that is. Uh, we can bleep that out then. Okay. All right. We got we got to bleep out one thing so far. That's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna have to find what time that was at. Yeah. Um, Figure it out. Yeah. Anyways, we were with Donkey Style <laughs> riding in the FC on the flatbed to the track. I saw I saw you guys pull up. <laughs> it's like that's different. <laughs> they, they would not allow that in, in California for sure. No, Tamoya didn't really care. But when we left the track uh riota gave us a ride in his in S- in his s14 on, on the, the flatbed yeah. back to osaka because i think Ilya and someone else were riding like in the truck so then my friend mike and i were just, you know riota is like the nicest person ever and yeah. it was like he's like yeah yeah no problem you just got to kind of slouch down so we're just like slouched as low as we could be in his bucket seats and <laughs> instead of just like <laughs> cruising around pictures town in his is yeah oh yeah we we whipped through a bunch of city streets to like oh yeah get back yeah because they all have like they all have like roll-up garage like single car parking garages that's where they like keep all their cars like because like no one you can't like leave your drift car like on the street i think yeah like uh not in the city anyways yeah, well, you have to have, like, a parking spot per car or something. Like, that's the rule mm-hmm. in Japan. So, like, I think they all have these, like, like single-car roll-up garage, like, core, car storage. And that's where they, like, keep them. So, they'll go, like, drop their car off. And, then, like, most of them live in, like, apartments and stuff. Like, I don't, people don't really, like, have, like, have big houses with, like, lots of cars around. It's, like, no. not a thing in Japan. And even yeah. the countryside is pretty uh, metropolitan, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's people who have, like, I mean, obviously, like, Casey has his, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Little compound thing, like, all the cars outside and stuff. I think that you can get away with it out there. And, like, Nara, but. 
Yeah, because I, I went to that shop once in 2018. Uh, Toshi, or like the GoGo 180SX dude, had mm -hmm. brought my friend Ryan and I to there when Naoki's old shop was like the lower one. So I got to see that at one point. But yeah, he that that's like out there. That's, yeah. that's some country shit. Yeah. Yeah, so you've been out there a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've done some touring and like on the <laughs> bullet train. Like I died... Anytime I go, I'll get, like, a two-week bullet train pass. Yeah. And, like, my first trip there, uh, some of my friends didn't really want to, like, do anything for, like, a couple days. They are just kind of hanging out at a friend's house. I was like, well, we got this bullet train pass and used it, like, twice. I want to use it. So I ended up taking the bullet train by myself from, like, Tokyo to Hiroshima. And I made wow. a stop, like, midway. I can't remember the name of where I stopped. It was it was further than Nagoya. Um but yeah, I just did some sightseeing. Hey, oh, we got Kai. We gotta... Kai's bombing it too. Yeah, trying to be like Aaron. Kai's Aaron's dog. Kai, come here. Nah, he's not interested in us. Nah, he's gonna have his own podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> They're just like hanging out watching us. It's really interesting. I've never had this happen before. It's like fine. Dude, you guys are the but... worst studio audience ever. You're supposed to laugh when the laugh light comes on. Yeah, when it says when like it says like applause. applause or laugh, you gotta laugh. But otherwise, shut up. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> You guys can come say hi if you want. Oh Jesus. You guys are just gonna talk in the background the whole time? <laughs> well we don't have we don't have the light you, you gotta have the lights that says like applause and laughed and like aww like, <laughs> perfect that's the <laughs> that was not forced at all we'll just do one later with all you fucking jerks okay oh, sorry tell a joke tell a joke um. your face dude <laughs> <laughs> Pod's going under, boys. If you guys want, if you guys want to do a podcast, you can do one later. Don't forget to like, comment, but if you're just gonna, subscribe. If you're just gonna lurk, dude. <laughs> Leave a comment below. Tell us what you think of our studio audience. <laughs> I did not pay you to be here. <laughs> Dude, you only get to wear that shirt like twice a year. Yeah. Because it's never hot this hot here. Yeah. Nice. That's why still so RPGs on it. <laughs> he's got like a Hawaiian shirt with like RPGs and AK 47s on it. Yeah, just come yeah. show the people. You can show the people if you like. All right. No. That'll be for your. Uh, your Patreon, if you if you're subscribed to the Patreon, you get to see that shirt with the yeah the gun toting Hawaiian the Patreon shirt. that I will inevitably make at some point because that's what all podcasts do. They say that they're not going to make one, and then they're like, "So the Patreon only episode we <laughs> were talking about X Y Z." Anyway, whatever. Um, so I don't even really know what like the Patreon thing is. Honestly, I didn't know that was a thing until I like I saw Noriaro start doing it. It's like a it's like a monthly thing. Um
Hey, guess what? What? This episode is brought to you by Tire Streets. Code GOODEST651 for the Accelera 651s, 20% off. Um, give them a shot. I ran them all around front rear. They're definitely a competitive tire. Um, they're good for fun shit also. So, you know, tell your baby mama you need a pair. Tell your sugar baby you need a pair. Sugar daddy? Sugar mama? Tell your tell the people if you don't have the money, hit up your sugar person or whatever. <laughs> all right, and we're back. Hello. I'm just gonna put hella ads like in all these fucking breaks, just break in the money for all all these distractions. Or just do a voiceover as like shit's going on, so you can see what's going on, and just like, uh, you. That's how you could do the sponsors for this one. Yeah. Just do voiceovers while all the bs is going on i like it um we were talking about stuff and things yeah at yeah, one I'm, point i'm lost uh we were kind of talking about mayhan that's what i last remember and we were t- yeah you were talking about the oh. shinkan and going around oh Japan. yeah yes that's right yeah um no i've yeah, I've pretty much gone as far as like Hiroshima and then up to Ibisu on the main island and been to Nagoya a few times and was at the first special stage Japan, um, Osaka, all that stuff. Drove Mobara Twin, so I guess I hit Chiba. Wow, you've been to a bunch of tracks. Did you get to drive at Nico? Yeah, I have driven Nico seven times now. All right. <laughs> it's the first time we were in Japan, so we bought um, we bought that car. It blew up. This local shop dude, uh, I'm not going to say the name of the shop, uh, had uh, took pity on us and sold my friend Ryan an S14 Silvia that was like set up for Jim Connor, like insanely cheap. Like, you will not ever find anything like that. It was sick. Um, but we got to drive that. Tomoya got us in last minute for uh, a Kanto All-Stars event hmm. at Nico, And that was, like, my first time drifting right-hand drive was... Because they, they put us in... Uh, they split us into two different groups. And the group that I was in, they, like, threw me in the expert group. And, you know, there's a big line on the Sampatsu straight. And these three cars ripped by me. I'm like, oh, they just get to pass everyone. And it was, um, wow, why am I drawing a blank? It was Koguchi. It was fucking Koguchi. And an S14 just, like, jamming with some other D1 drivers. He's just lapping everyone in line. They're like, we don't wait in line. No, no. Koguchi doesn't wait. There is a hierarchy everywhere. There was a, Tomoya had explained, and I forget the words for it, but there's, like, Jap- there's like Japanese words associated with, like, people who, I guess, would be, like, you know, they know about drifting and they kind of know some people versus like the inner circle as it was described to me. And there's like a specific phrase for that. And we were talking about like, I wonder what that is or not. I'll have to ask Tamoya because yeah, like, uh, do you know the pro drivers? Like, I don't know, like because like if you've been driving long enough and you really like are serious about it, like you end up like rubbing elbows with like pros and, you know, like, I don't know, like I know I can. Yeah, like, like how do, how do you know if you're in the inner circle or not? Are we in the inner circle? 
I would say so. Okay. Yeah, especially because you've been you've been doing some some Osaka hangs with all those crazy drivers and, and I see drift team animal style. Absolutely, mm. I, I'd rate that. I, I would rate that from their perspective of like how it was described to me is like absolutely. Mm. If, if I'm, how do you know you're in? How do you know you're in this inner circle? How, I, do, you, how do you find out? Is there like an initiation? <laughs> Tomoya was just like talking about it and I just like flat out asked no shame in my game so maybe I was just in there as like a yeah yeah champ you're you, you know people saw dude grabbing some claw grabbing some claw dude they say there's no law <laughs> shout out to our sponsor for this podcast shout out to claw dude about to get lawless. Pay me. <laughs> lawless in Washington. Yeah. Sleepless in Seattle. I need a I need a spirit sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I need a rainier sponsor. Dude. This is... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Aaron. Rainier? Looking like a beer low, commercial with your It's low key bussin'. For okay. real, for real. He said the that's, he said the rainier's bussin', dude. That's on gang. It's actually really good. You know, no, no, respectfully, no, res- respectfully, no, no, Olympia. <laughs> All right, see you soon. Just trying to pod in peace, bro. Wow, they're really leaving for us. That's so nice. <laughs> most most distracting gang of like seven people just like hanging outside i remember how to do like a podcast in front of people who are like not listening third yeah if you have like one person or a couple of people and they're like engaged then it works but if there's like a gang of people just like lingering it's like yeah no it was a little distracting not that they meant it to be because no, they they're, don't endear- have they're endearing anywhere to go they have nothing else to do except heckle us <laughs> It's all in good fun. But we're just waiting for some cars to leave right now. Yeah, we can so talk about distracted. stuff. I don't care. <laughs> they're, um, they're gone now. We're safe. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you guys know some pretty serious drivers out in the, the whole Kansai region. I mean, obviously one is Naoki. And like you guys being friends with him and all the other drivers and like pink style and like any of those dudes really i still remember i still remember some fuck someone wanted someone sent me a picture of Nauki wearing an animal style shirt and this is like i don't know this has to be like 2016 or something like a long time ago and i was like whoa because like you know let's be let's be honest like in the hierarchy of the animal style team like i'm not i'm not at the top right like like we all know that <laughs> uh especially in 2016 it's like i was i was not driving much i was like dealing i was like focusing on life stuff and like trying to get further and like seeing that was like you don't really like know the reach i guess of the stuff that you're doing absolutely like even just like on a medium scale like if you like putting up drift clips on ig and 
or a reel or whatever and it like or youtube clips like you never know who's gonna watch that like you never know who on the other side of the world is gonna be like oh that's cool right like like and as you do that you know it's like i don't know it was just it was just like i i watched a bunch of clips of bursts like all through like the beginning of me drifting yeah and i was like it was always like the there's just like something about it you know yeah uh and then seeing like the dude of burst like wearing the team that i'm on's t-shirt you're just like whoa like i don't know if it was like respect or like he just someone just gave it to him or whatever right. you know did what he I mean? order like, one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he like, hit up the I, big cartel i like i'm pretty sure he didn't order one uh <laughs> but like yeah it's kind of wild like you know and like ever since then the drifting world has felt a lot smaller i guess yeah you start to know more people that know more people and that's like yeah. dude tomoya anywhere he fucking goes related to drifting or if it's like a toge or something it's like he knows people there for sure yeah absolutely i mean he's the guy he's been doing it forever doing it for as long as us have been existing yeah so and it's like cool having that connection to people who have been around since like it was something completely different i hope i still have that drive in like 20 years from now we still have another 20 years before we reach how long he's been driving for yeah that's incredible <laughs> that's that's yeah we're hitting our like quarter life drift crisis of like trying to occasionally pretend like we're responsible adults and do life things and focus on career advancement or like yeah, it's healthy like, lifestyles and stuff but they like keep that. Doing, like yeah they just keep going i wonder if there's as much people who drop out of the sport in japan as here or like in everywhere like i, I mean it's kind of got to be like that i'm sure there's people that get in and they like buy the car and they do the stuff and they're just like this is really expensive right like this or is it more of like an all or nothing a lot of work. mentality yeah like i don't know if that's like I don't think that that's like unique to Japan. I mean, we have that here also. And I think everywhere, like if you find something that you really enjoy, you're going to be all in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I can't see my life without drifting. Like, can, yeah, I don't, I don't know where I would be without drifting. Probably, uh, have more money, but, uh, beyond that, I, Man, I don't even know. I have met so many people through the past 10 years that, like, and it just brought me so many places in the world that, like, I I mean, well, across, okay, across, like, the U.S. and to Japan a couple times, and I've been to drift events in, like, Ireland before and stuff. That's sick. And, like, what was that like? Uh, so I was studying abroad in college in, like, 2013, and um, I was in Dublin, and I found I was, like, you know, I was so bummed out because this was like a year or two into me having started drifting. And I was like, I don't have a car for like four and a half months. I'm going to go insane. <laughs> I, found the, I found the Drift Ireland car forums and just like started like posting and talking to people. And uh, this one dude I became friends with, Joe, um, ended up bringing me to the first ever round of the Irish Drift Championship. 
Whoa. Where I saw like D Mac and James Dean drive and the, the Shanahan brothers when they were like very young. And I was like mind blown. It's like, oh, there's like a 12 year old wheeling like this 500 horsepower 180 in the rain. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Just shit like that. Yeah. Like, it's very cool. It's very, very cool. Um, there's some there's some in the water in Ireland. <laughs> Dude, they. Yeah. So I guess the Shanahan's, they like their family owns like some sort of car dealership. It's like a really big like chain mm. in like Ireland or something. And they have just like a bunch of like these like not like dirt tracks, but like these kind of like circle track kind of things. I know people are going to like hear me try to explain this and be like, oh, you're actually it's this or that. But, you know, we're, get, we're getting the gist of uh, the fact that they've just been driving and like racing cars and all sorts of shit since they were super young. Not just like, oh, I, I raced like go-karts as a kid. Like they were like ripping cars and stuff. And yeah. that, yeah, anything like that at a super young age. And if Damn. they catch the fever, you know. Yeah. And then they're like, over. well, we got it. So keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a life. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's, like I, some, I there's something sweet in like doing it yourself yeah yeah it's a weird double-edged sword i don't know if i would like uh you know where if you make like your hobby your career do you lose interest in it as a hobby how do you keep yourself motivated after like oh well my nine to five is like i have to go drive this and throw perfect runs and like please my sponsors and appear in these videos sign sign boobies and (laughs) like that part doesn't sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> that part maybe I could get used to, but like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. It that is an interesting question of like, I f- yeah, just like being able to handle that kind of stress. But the only times I've competed in contests, it put me in a different mindset that I like really liked, honestly. Um, Hmm. like where i i was like oh man i really want to lay down like a perfect run but it just like it's like it kind of cornered my mentality behind driving to force myself to like be on point and really uh actually capture all of my attention span for once in my life (laughs) and um there's something to be said i think i think people yeah i think i think i think drifting attracts people with certain just like comedy attracts people with certain mental illnesses. <laughs> uh, finance attracts people with certain mental illnesses. Sociopaths. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. If you're into finance, maybe. Uh, if you're like uh, an investment banker, though, like, I mean, like, wow, one of those, well, like, kind of probably don't. Low key. Low, FR, like, got, like, you have sociopathic tendencies. Low key kind of sus. Yeah. <laughs> for real, for real. Uh,. <laughs> I think I think the people that are really obsessed with drifting, like we probably all have some similar, maybe not mental illnesses, but like brain, brain, brainy stuff. Mental illnesses are a spectrum, anyways. Yeah, any of them. Well, yeah, they that, say that motorsports has like but... a strong draw to people with like ADHD. I can see that because it's like adrenaline, and then it's also like technical, and uh, there's like mechanics to it there's like there's like a there's like a lot of facets there's and levels factors. to the shit yeah you know there's like 
it's like it's like drifting is one of the thing like one of the few things that I can think of that requires like like thirty different skill sets just to like get to the track. Yeah. And like really do it. You know, like you probably don't need twenty of those skill sets if you have a lot of money. Right. But and like have resources. But Yeah, but I feel like if you have a lot of money and you just like get into the sport you, it's just it's like different you're like you're like missing the best part the best part is like building it yourself and making the mistakes and then getting through that and then figuring out like adapting to like what Aaron you learning have. how to fucking paint some beautiful candy like this you know what i mean and then this thing looks amazing in the sunlight by the way yeah it's like i don't know like i i really love wheels so i learned how to rebuild wheels like 19 because it's like well can't afford the ones that i you know it's just like i don't know i feel like the limitation of money is key to the to the drive say, yeah to the drive behind wanting yeah. it yeah like yeah not to cut you off was... yeah you're right yeah exactly it's like you you have to have like the desire to drive and like with that you will find ways to do things to make things work sometimes you cut corners and learn don't cut those corners yep <laughs> but sometimes you'll be like oh wow that actually worked really well i should do that more often right one yeah. of the shortcuts i think i cut in my young career of drifting was um was like oh i i need like a handbrake that works better so i put a hydro in my car and then after a few years of driving with a hydro I kind of realized that I was like, hey, man, you know, I've just been running this like shimmed VLSD. Maybe my car would stay drifting if it wasn't opening up when I let off the gas, you know, wild concept. Right. Yeah. I'm just like I, I just didn't put two and two together. I didn't like n no one had really said anything about that. And I feel like now there's a lot car more setups hard. It's not easy. Like people who are like engineers and like very intelligent people still struggle with it if it's not like something that you do all the time. Right. I don't know. Like I, I, I'm technically an engineer by trade, and like, I'm like engines, like, yeah, valves, I guess. Like, <laughs> like when, like when Tom on the Front Street episode was like explaining to me like the how he like has like this additional thing cut out on the head for SRs for like heat purposes. I'm like. Yeah, yeah. You have to ask yeah. him about that. Huh. Or you just listen to the episode. That too. <laughs> I know I need to. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't get to keep up with the podcast as much as I would like to because I'm interrupted at work all of the time. Mm. It's it's tough to listen. You just didn't want to listen to the French Street one because you don't like them. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did listen to the Front Street one. Um, I, I listened to it because of something that was like mentioned in it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh <laughs> it's I don't yeah, it's fine. But um but yeah. Anywho, car setup not that easy. No. But I feel like nowadays there's a lot more people talking about it or maybe just that because We've, we've been in it so long we've submerged ourselves and other people that have been in it for long enough to make all of the mistakes and I'll, yeah not realizing that oh like you 
need a really really good differential or just like a welded but then there's the whole argument of like welded versus two-way and i think two-way is the way i aaron I just put a two-way in this thing i feel like and it's he says faster. he likes it i feel like it's faster i want to get one for the e36 but i need to figure out how to stop uh breaking output flanges first because if i if i twist one of those and it locks in the diff then i have a very expensive paperweight yeah that's a a problem i mean welded definitely gets the job done yeah so i eventually moved to a welded but like i drove on a shimmed like j30 vlsd for like i had a i had a j30 vlsd in my s13 i think jack from hot boys did as well i remember he was saying i think i was talking to him at one of the final bout events he was at maybe this was like back at like final bout two i think he was there spectating and um yeah j30 boys it (laughs) it worked you could do like you could i mean you could drift but you couldn't like i don't know there were there were there were heavy limitations yeah and for me no one does it anymore like i don't know anyone who has a vlsd it's just welded or like the occasional two-way like I found the, I forget if it was on Nico or Zilvia, but I found one of the threads on people trying to like, there's certain shims you can buy from Nissan to add to the J30, try and make it lock better. And people do that for more like street car things. But I was like, oh, what if I just jam a bunch of shims in this? It'll lock better. And like kind of worked for a little bit, but eh. not worth it. Just weld some shit if you can't afford a two way and that'll get you to the track and desire to drive. And then someday after, see, see, like, that's another thing that Tamoya had, like, kind of pointed out to me once was that, like, I think the last time I drove Nico and his FC, this was after Mayhan, fixed the car, get, like, some redemption at Nico. And, uh, you know, he was, like, he kept asking if I wanted to, like, adjust things or whatever. And it's like, ah, I just want to get used to it. That's, like, uh, that's a good part of drifting is, like, don't change things every event. Oh, I was you so try guilty to, of that in the you, beginning. You got to try it and I would adapt. like go out and be like, oh, it's not, that's not driving right. And I would like change like five things. But like it was me. <laughs> that's the I was just understeering because I was like trying to like do weird stuff. Like, just, you know, I don't know. We all we all drive our own lines and figure out, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we got to figure it out for ourselves sometimes. There's only so much instruction we can get as drivers for thing before we just kind of have to have things click for ourselves. But I think adapting to your car before you make changes is, or try it. I mean, it, yeah. if your alignment is like super fucked and like one wheels towed out, but while like the how do you, towed in how do you know? Like you only through experience, you learn what is too much. What is, you know, like what, you're like, oh, like, you know, I mean, I can drive my car with like a terrible alignment at this point. Like I noticed the difference, but it's like still drivable. Yeah. Oh my God. That was me and my white 240 for like so many years. I couldn't find someone that I trusted to align a super low car. And I was like trying to do the whole like Chakotan like stance thing and could barely fit my wheels to the quarters as they were pulled. So I just never aligned the back of that car. And like one side had more camber than the other one side had more toe in than the other. And I drove like that for so many years. And then I finally like got to a point where people like 
trusted my driving and started letting me drive other cars and every car I drive now, I'm like, wow, this drives great. That's because <laughs> it's just fucking aligned. Like it just has like an actual alignment. I, <laughs> I have, my car hasn't seen an alignment rack since 2015. That's what's up. So I think my alignment's good. I don't know what my caster's at anymore. I've changed a lot of stuff, but like it seems to be driving really well. So I should probably put it on an alignment rack to see what baseline is, and then I can adjust it from there. But at least make it so sides are like even with each other or something. Or... Yeah, I mean, like I use toe plates, and then I also like triangulate stuff. Like I'll like measure stuff from the chassis, like to see like where it's at, like which is it's like a t it's a technique that I learned from. Uh, Adam at like motorsports who used to help me out like back in the day, like in 2013 or whatever, like I had a comp and there was no time for an alignment. And I like changed 10 things on the car. Cause I'm like, this is what you do. Like, <laughs> like it's not, I wanted to do this. Like, okay, I got all these parts and you just like throw parts at the car and you're like, really, I should just be driving way more and whatever. At least like, at least there's like people saying that now yeah. I think back then it was like buy more shit like no you need right. this like dude you need everything from the pbm catalog anything <sighs> you can buy from Injuku. yeah definitely definitely ran up a tab <laughs> out of Injuku. back when back when hurt used to work there i was gonna say i could never really buy too much shit from there just because like shipping was so much money really i don't know well well you guys are probably well hurt was like on kind of animal style for a bit that was way that was way after in juku days oh okay oh yeah because he moved yeah. to that's yeah because yeah. he moved to california and that's why he drove with you guys final bout one and i remember my dad talking to him at final bout about because he's like oh he had an ls and my dad's like a big v8 guy but <laughs> it's like hell yeah brother <laughs> how many bald eagles does that thing make <laughs> at least seven <laughs> Seven screaming ah! <laughs> Is that the sound bald eagles make? I don't know. I'm gonna get a beer. Take too many. <laughs> That's facts. Uh. So. Remember, talking about car setup and not overcomplicating things at the beginning and yeah if there's anything i wish is that i but like sometimes you do change something and it's like a game changer yeah i think suspension is the suspension and diff is the most important thing like don't go crazy overboard and get like the most crazy fucking angle kit like giant bolt-on like 900 degree lock kit like but make sure you get something that like you can drive comfortably with and like suspension wise like coilovers the you know some of the like you know some of those questionable ones like they work but like if you're learning to drift that's that's like something that i would avoid like you can drift on them once you already know how to but like like i'd say learning learning to drift on like terrible suspension is very inhibiting yeah it's like two like horsepower horsepower is or... not important it's like tires suspension and just welded or two-way and that's that's like pretty much it aside of a seat 
I was I drifted yeah. a stock seat for like a couple events, <laughs> yeah. and when I got a bucket seat, like game my changer. driving really like game changer started increasing more. Just right yeah, there, you, I was like, because oh, you're not can... like fighting the car, you're yeah. like part of the car. Yeah, you feel what's going on so much more. Yeah, and the other the other one that I think that gets missed a lot is the clicks on your suspension on your coilovers. So like, uh, all like, the way soft is oh, going to be damn. really grippy in the back. And yep. all the way hard is going to be not what you want. Like, so you want to find, you want to bring them down as low as you can without losing, like without, you know, the ability, like if you can't spin the rear tires anymore, then it's too soft. Right. Um, and like, same thing with tire pressure. Like you like start high, bring it down or start low and bring it up until it becomes easier to drive that's kind of counterintuitive and it's like annoying to do but that's kind of how i do it because it's always going to you're always going to be like oh yeah it drifts if you start right. high and bring it down i don't know like i've run into problems with that because like normally it sometimes it's kind of tough to find like a compressor at a drift event yeah so i'll oftentimes for that reason air my tires up very high before I go to the track and then just like bleed off pressure throughout the day. Yeah. But then your car sits for a while and then your tire pressure drops a bunch after they've cooled off and you've already dropped pressure and then you go back out and it's like hard to drive because you have so much grip now. I don't know. I'm kind of ignorant. I run like no tire pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I. I like I like the I like a really grippy car that I have to like fight almost. The FC does that just kind of mechanically, and I know yeah. BMW same suspension. Thing, same thing with the E36, yeah. So I drove uh, my friend Ben's. Shout out to Ben. His uh, he's a he's a Jay Z E36 guy. He was one of the first people I got a ride along with in that same car when I was like 16 or 17. Oh wow! Like, so he's OG. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's for sure is OG. He's like he's been drifting like 13, 14 years or something. Such a good combo. And yeah, dude, it feels amazing. That was like one of the best setup cars I've ever driven. Yeah, it's it's, it's, got it's like cheating. The, he's got like the Chelsea Denofa spec like BC coils, and I don't know what angle kit he has, but like everything can, he has done guess. to that car, and like, uh, yeah, I I wouldn't be able to answer. I genuinely yeah. have no clue to go off of her angle, but like that was that was one of the best setup drift cars I've ever driven. It felt so good. Yeah. It felt really good. They're very they're very easy to drive. It makes me look better than I am. <laughs> it's just so responsive as well. And I don't know what turbo he has, but like I think it makes close to four hundred or around the four hundred mark, that's, maybe a that's little where bit. Where I just hit. Dude, it's so responsive. Like the car, like yeah, you the more you press the gas pedal down, like it's just so sensitive, it'll just like pushes it out like immediately, you know? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely different. Like I, I mean, I did I. I had not driven a car with more than. Three hundred wheel, until. I drove like a six hundred horsepower car, or no, it was like eight hundred, uh, like a couple of years ago. You drifted an eight hundred horsepower car. Yeah. Drifted like yeah, that. On the like? on the old on the old um Sonoma FD layout. Wow. Oh, what my friend Donovan Brockway has uh, this like ridiculous E30 with like a 
It has a turbo S54, which is like the E46 M3 motor. Okay. And I think it makes like, I think it makes like 900 or something. Like it has like a bunch of different boost settings. I didn't even drive it on the highest boost setting. So like, I don't know what it made at that setting, but it was, it was on like some giant, like, uh, Achilles one, two, three S's. And it felt like I was on triangles. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm sure it just blew the tires It was insane. Off. And then like dog box, all the stuff like, Oh wow. It was, I was like, Oh, this is different. Like this is a very different machine. Sick. But it had, um, low dynamic, low dynamics is the guy who tunes my car, but he made, he doesn't, he's like kind of, he does stuff for people sometimes but he's not like looking for work work yeah just say that and uh he made the angle kit for it and it was like this twitchiest like snappy it was wild like it was like a wild car to drive and And power too just like the wheel spin alone's got to be a handful yeah and you're just like uh so i drove that and i was like okay i don't want i don't need that i don't need anything close to that but like I think, my, like, I was running, like, a stock ECU on my Jay-Z <laughs> with, like, J-Pipe delete and, like, all this other, like, wild stuff that, like, I did, like, a drive-by-wire delete on a Jay-ZX 110 VVTi 1J, and it was, like, it, I had no idea how bad it was. <laughs> like, I had, uh, the guy from Serial 9 rode with me when I was in Canada. I can't remember his name. Uh, he's, like, the main dude. Is there a main guy of Serial 9? I don't know. I have no clue. I, I can picture his face. I can't. I can't remember his name. Um, but he was like, "Dude, this thing feels slow," and I was like, "It's fine, dude. It rips." When I finally got my car tuned, just with all the stuff that I had, I didn't change anything. Like, I just got my car like with a standalone. I was like, "Oh my god! Like, this is this is ridiculous." It's probably very responsive now. Yeah. So it's just like I don't know. There's. Like, when you say leave the car alone, it's, like, challenging because, like, sometimes you make that one change and it's, like, oh, this is this is it. Like, I should have done this years ago. But it took you time of adapting to the situation before you made the realization. Yeah. And I think the other thing that was nice was I learned to drive the car. Like, the car was not as fast as it could be. And I was running in, like, a 265, like, all the time. Um and with the E36, they have a lot of mechanical grip. So like a 265 on an E36 with like a motor that's not like doing what it should, even if it is a Jay-Z, like it did teach me to drive around, like keep the car going and like carry a lot of momentum to be able to keep the car drifting. So like that's why people always say like learn with low power and you can drive anything. Because, like, when you jump in a high-horsepower car, even if it has a super sticky tire, it feels like a slow car with a regular tire on it. Right. So, um, I mean, I only I only drifted, like, two years on stock SR before my father and I rebuilt my engine. And I got, like, a GT2871R. Yeah. And then I was, like, drifting on 350 for the longest time. But going back to the FC felt like not that the FC is, like, slow. It only makes 250. So, it's plenty of power to drift. But it, like... That in culmination with the mechanical grip. Just and have like a, how those chassis just have a ton of grip. It's, yeah, it's it's a handful to drive, but it's so rewarding when you make it work. Yeah. And, like, uh, I feel like the past, like, four years of drifting that car have, like, although I haven't been 
necessarily tandeming as much in it and um or like, like even a car you're trying to preserve or is that i yeah that's kind of the idea i mean someday i kind of want to make that car a grip car mm. i think would be sick they are now, great grip cars i i mean now i have this uh this gray hatch that i'm working on. i bought a shell for like 800 bucks in the fall that uh not bad which is not easy to find these days <laughs> yeah. um mind you this car has a fair amount of rust um it had been sitting with the window smashed for like five years so it smells like mouse piss inside nice um both quarters are like super caved in but that's why i bought it honestly because i can now have a car that like i don't feel guilty about chopping up for overs and um don't feel guilty about like crashing or like i'm basically building this car to drive super d with you guys like that's my goal that's like my big goal in the next year there there is like yeah there is like different schools of thought like i would say boss town your team like you guys have very nice clean quarter like (laughs) nice paint thank you (laughs) like they're beautiful cars and i love them and Deep down, I, I want I want like a nice clean quarter, like like car that I could you know drive on the street and be like really like proud of. But like I'm just I'm just like all in on this like stupid driving like. There, I think once I cross that cross that threshold, it's going to be hard for me to step away from it because I yeah. feel like having the whole clean car thing is awesome. I mean, that is certainly an aspect of drifting, right? It's like having a car that like, uh, it's like you go to a drift event. Oh, it looks like a rolling car show. That's sick. Their shit's on the ground. They have these yeah, huge I love wheels. It. The love cars it. are gorgeous. I'll never get bored of that. But it's also caused me to hold back in my driving for so many years because i was afraid of wrecking the car or my quarters or the arrow and then also my my white 240 just like yeah i started eating transmissions and once i raised it up and put b knuckle in it and tried like getting more grip out of it like my car made a lot of grip for you know not being like wide body on 265s or whatever but um but yeah i i I'm at a point where uh, I lived with my parents for long enough to be able to afford the uh, the duality of like yeah having like like the Kansai versus Kanto thing right so that's kind of the direction I'm heading in so I'll have the white car you know like the super low yeah kind of you know return it to its former glory someday. Yeah, and the gray car I'm trying to crash with you guys like okay. lightly crash I'm not trying to total it but like I yeah. want to I want to fucking I want to rub some doors, dude. There's, I'm trying to like. There is like no, I, I can put myself like mentally. I can put myself in in like my own. I don't know. Like I can I can go back to the memory of like being like three cars deep at Grange and like bumping into Jason and just like laughing out loud, you know. And like Jason yeah, that sounds and, sick. And you know, like you like pull up to the line and Jason's like. You know, giving you the thumbs up because it's like, I mean, they've hit my car so many fucking yeah. times. And like, once you get to that point where you're just like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. You know, it, it's like really freeing. I feel like, I feel like, I feel, I feel like it's almost like this, like breaking free of like OCD that you're like, 
That's a good way to word it. Yeah, you have this like obsessive compulsive, like car has to be perfect, car has to be perfect, car has to be perfect. And that's all you're thinking about. And like, you know, you're like thinking about like wheels, It's how's it gonna look if I do this? And then if you just go out and like run it into your friends, it's like this like freeing thing where it's like, oh, none of this matters. Like, <laughs> you know, I like, like this is just a silly sport. And like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to describe it other than that, but um, that makes sense. I like, I showed up to the first super D Montsuri with like the cleanest car I've ever had. Like slammed two, two 15, 35, 18s on the front on a, like by nine and a half, <laughs> uh, 11 or 18 by 11 and 18 by 11 in the rear with like a two i think i had a 255 35 so like some tire um but just like rubber bands rubber bands huge wheels slammed slammed like but it, it looked so good and i like look at my car now and i'm just like uh like what have i done to this thing but like the amount of like disappointment i had leaving that event and not like driving the way that I wanted to. And like, there's something about being on track with like Nakamura and like all my watching him and Jason just like throw down. It's like, this is like my friend. Like, this is like my boy that I like, you know, like this is like the homie. And he's like throwing down with who I consider one of the best drivers in the world. Absolutely. And you're like, you're like, why can't I do that? He's in the house right now. Yeah, he's him and Francesca Drawing are working shit from on home. AutoCAD. Yeah, he's literally <laughs> he's AutoCADing. Uh, you know, fifty feet, fifty feet away. Yeah, Something and like, like he's you know you're like watching him just like run after run after run, and you're like, why can't I do that? Like why why can't I do that? What what am I what 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 am I doing wrong? And you like you look at it. You're like power. I need power. And you're like. You know, they make more power. If I make more power, I can make more grip. My car's too slow. They're ditching me on the straight. And so, like, did the Jay Z? Because I went to yeah, like, did the Jay Z? Then, then came back. Oh, so you had like a stock M at that one at that point. Yeah, S fifty two. It S. was tired. Yeah, and like, then I went to Japan. Rode with Naoki at Mahon. Oh, you got to ride with him? I got to ride with Naoki in the car that I got to drive. So Aaron Aaron um Aaron Wong That's an experience. from Wolf Raiden was like I was like DMing him because I was in Japan. He's like, Oh, you're in Japan, like come say what up. So I came out to Mehan, had like a full blown panic attack trying to get there because I'd never been out of the country before. Never rented a car, never driven in Japan. And like it's I had lot. like I got to Osaka at like i want to say like 1 30 p.m okay and i'm trying to get to the track before it's closed oh yeah which is like you have until like four or something yeah and so i'm like trying to get a rental car i already booked it but it was like a whole process Osaka's not quite as like english friendly as tokyo too so i'm like learning that as i'm there and then navigating Tokyo is confusing as shit. I've been lost in Tokyo so many times. Now. Yeah, well, in like Osaka, they have all these like roads that like go up and then down, and you can be like under the freeway or on the freeway, and like Google Maps can't tell the difference. And it was like, <laughs> that's why we got lost one time. But anyways, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like you're like, whoa, drive, drive. Anyway, I've told the story like a bunch of times, but like, 
<laughs> I go there, I drive the car, I do three laps, the session ends. I drifted the infield fine, but like didn't do the entry, got scared. Never upshifted third. And I had a four oh eight final drive. Like I was like, no, I'll do it in second. No, I was not going fast enough. Then he he like now he pulls up in the same car. Mind you, this car had been rolled over earlier in the day. Aaron Wong has a photo in uh, Dory 10 of him standing on the upside down car at Mahon. <laughs> uh, I think I remember this actually. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Wong, Aaron Wong is cool. <laughs> I don't think I've met him. He's great yeah. people. Uh, so. You got to ride with Naoki. Well, in the, the car that I'm driving, like, it had been rolled over, windshield shattered, roof caved in. They punched the roof back up with a bottle jack. And the door, like, wasn't closing. So, like, I'm going down the straight, and the door is, like, flopping. Like, the driver door. No seatbelt. That is a scary track to be, to <laughs> no, be doing that No seatbelt. The helmet I'm wearing is, like, way too big. That's, uh, yeah. I just had a full-blown, like, panic attack trying to get there. So I'm like already like wired, drove ass, get in the passenger seat. The windshield shattered, like going down the front straight, like glass shards are just like hitting you in the eyes and like perfect 90 on the wall. Also, the car was like one of the hardest cars to drive I've ever driven, like no front grip. Um, like it was just set up like, but like back then I just didn't have the skill. Like I'm going to be real. Like I did not have the skill and I did not know that I didn't have the skill. I just thought. It was always, I was always blaming the car. I'm like, not not enough front grip. I was like always trying to throw front grip at cars and like do this and do that. And it's like, no, you're just not, you're, you're not loading the car up right. You're not like using the throttle right. Like these are the things that you like, when you just say fuck it. <laughs> and like, just be like, I want to make this car drive as good as it can but I also need to drive it as much as I can to find out those like small changes I need to make. So like riding with him, I was like, wow, I don't even know how to drift. And like came back, I sold my Lexus. I got like four and I was like, I need to tow more. Like that's what's stopping me. And I was like, all, I just like made all these like changes in my life to like be able to do it. <laughs> and then I went back to the next Super D, still sucks. Like Super <laughs> D Monterey, like now it was there. I couldn't keep up with him. And I'm like, like my car was a little slow at the time. Like I had like some issues or whatever, but I'm, it's a long way of saying at the very end of that Super D Matsuri, this, the second one, when like Nishio and like Miki and, and Naoki came like all three of them. Mm -hmm. I like at the very, the end of the second day, I was just like, fuck this car. Like, I don't give a fuck about this car. I just started throwing the car as hard as I can. I don't care. Like, what am I going to do? Bend the wheel? Okay. Like, I'll fix it. What am I going to do? Break a control arm? I'll fix it. Like, bend a tire? I, whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, doors? I'll buy some. You know? Like, <laughs> I just, like... Uh, that's, like, weird switch flipped in my head. It's, like, an OCD thing that, like, I was, like, always, like, thinking about the car. And then as soon as I stopped thinking about the car while driving and just, like, driving the fucking car, like, everything got better yeah and having the car to do that with is like key that's kind of what i'm getting at yes i am finally crossing that threshold 10 years into drifting and i'm very 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 excited for it because i uh yeah just seeing you guys drive and like really experiencing mayhan in person 
and like just yeah all of that has been very influential for me and even just like being here this weekend and like or like you know hanging out with julian this past weekend well even just watching him play a seto dude he like i got a ride with him at final bout two and that's kind of how i became friends with him uh but i you know getting to like watch him like kind of drive again even if it was a sim rig he fucking rips it blows my mind how fast he is with his hands they're just like so like perfect that's like uh that one noriaro video of um the dude from team orange uh i can't think of his name right now god i've watched this video so many times um team orange dude at like higashi in a bone stock 180 i haven't seen it slamming like fourth like gear entries down the straight this guy is a robot behind the i've watched his video so many times because his handwork is just he look he looks like a robot dude it's so perfect every shift is like so quick and like his handwork is always super precise and like that's uh i don't know that's that's one thing that i think helped me with driving as well over the years honestly is as narcissistic as it sounds is <laughs> watching myself drive watching videos both out of car and in car see That's what the narcissistic. fuck you're doing it's just and research like, yeah i mean yeah <laughs> you have to do it because like in your head you remember like if you have like a sick run in your head you're like i did everything perfect and then you'll go back and like watch it on like, like oh, GoPro and you'll be like oh i fucking <laughs> why did i e-brake there i didn't even like that there was no need to do that Right. And you're like, okay, well, okay, next time I won't e-brake there. Next um, time I'll floor it and then tap the brakes for a second and get right back on throttle or something. Like, yeah, or like, you're in your head, you're like, oh, I was like on his door. And then you're like, go back and watch. And you're like, I wasn't even close. <laughs> like, what am I doing? These were two separate runs. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Like, my memory is deceiving me. It's not narcissistic when you go back and watch yourself drive and rip it apart. Right, it would be fair, narcissistic fair. if you went back and watched the clips and you're just like, I'm the fucking best driver that ever That existed. run was fucking sick, dude. And there are people who do that and we don't need to name names, but we're going to fucking oh, carry yeah. on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I keep doing that thing with the cord you told me to not do. And I'm also trying to like face the camera more because I feel like my nervousness has just been like... That's okay, dude. Yeah, they don't. No We're hanging cares. out though. We're just most people the listen shit. to it anyway. Don't worry about the video, right? Yeah. Shout out to the people watching the video though. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah. We did spend like forty-five minutes setting up this shot, so and then waiting for people lawn mowing and the neighbor bumping little something or other, and then someone else like hosing off their boat or yeah, whatever. They were power washing a power washing a, a mastercraft over there. They're sweating it out. All it's okay, for, dude. We, all for the love of drifting. All That's for the all for you to have something to do while you're at work, everyone. So can laugh at us. Yeah. And me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Yeah, so everyone just get cars that you don't care about or decide that the car that you have you don't care about. But also like don't you know, you don't have to like drive it into walls and stuff. Y'all should start driving some other kind of chassis though. Like we gotta preserve some S chassis for us. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, e, like I'm kidding. E36 <laughs> is great. Like, they still exist. You can get them. That's but a really good handling chassis. It's a great platform. If you want to get into drifting, I would say that there are a few better cars 
to like at least at this point like if you want to get into drifting obviously like an s chassis is not really that realistic at this point no you gotta like honestly you gotta know people or just get like super lucky or be one of those fools to spend like 10 grand on some clapped ka car that's just not worth it a really good it's a really good corolla is undeniable a really well set up s chassis is undeniable but getting an s chassis set up really well takes quite a bit more than you would expect and like i don't know like it, the nice part about like a trailing arm car like the e36 is it doesn't really take much you just like slap coilovers on it and like add angle like you don't have to do like you don't have to do wire tucks you don't have to like do all this like additional crazy stuff to get the car drifting they already make a ton of mechanical grip yes and their front rack and they like they're just it's like oh their front rack as well yeah i don't think i realized that yeah no over centering so you know put the big lock on it you know the over centering piece you just said i need to process for a minute and think about just like trying to figure out how to drift an fc over the past four years because it's like i've driven like six or seven different rx7s and like all sorts of configurations like couple turbo 13b couple na i've driven a 1j fc i've driven an ls fc i've only i have never drifted a rotary rx7 i've drifted a 1j rx7 i wrote i drifted a 1j fd which at the time wasn't a sixty thousand dollar car <laughs> but like that that was also driving that car I was like okay i need to get a tune because this feels amazing and my engine feels like ass uh but it makes a ton of grip they're the f the fd is wild because it's like short wheelbase but then it like it's like smooth too i don't know it's like a very interesting is the fd car. longer than the fc is i don't the think wheelbase so i think longer? it's the opposite it's the same really you think it's shorter because i know the fc is shorter than like s chassis what's the wheelbase on a fc I don't know the number, but I do know that it's shorter than. I think like, I think S thirteen is is ninety eight inches. Um, E thirty six is one oh six. Wow. Okay. So it's big difference. Uh, oh, I feel so stable. Yeah, it might be a little less than that. Actually, I could be wrong. Um, I think one oh six is the. It was like JZX territory. JZX is 106. And then, yeah, like R32 is short. R33 is long. R34 is shorter than R33. Really? It looks like... It's, funny, know, how, it's, it's funny how those cars look deceivingly big in photos, and then you see them in person. Like seeing Liam's car at Final Bout, which, you know, tangent, Liam's car, so fucking sick. Yeah, he's got... Such a good car. Probably... <laughs> probably top five favorite cars in north america yeah that's on that list for insane. me insane Anywho, like just the sound the noises alone oh my god fucking rv uh yeah because he was at final bout gallery yeah. when i saw it so sick yep shout out liam give him a follow i'm wearing, my, I'm wearing my carhartt hat just for him Oh uh, yeah, he's a, he's a big Carhartt guy. It's funny <laughs> you say that. I, I I never thought about that, but I feel like yeah, yeah. I got some Carhartt too, not on, but like you yeah. know, yeah. We gotta, dude. You gotta, you gotta rep your set, dude. Worker chic. 
<laughs> I, used to, I, I used to be a technician. What up? Now I work in the office. Right? I'm one, I, I'm one of those sellouts. Oh, do I like... Um, I mean, I had all sorts of blue collar jobs growing up and, uh, you know, I went to college, ended up with a degree in mass communication and then stumbled. What does that in- mean? I mean, a- you're better at talking. Apparently I'm supposed to be, but like, I'm not. No. And it's funny because even when like I, uh, cause I didn't really know what to do. I changed majors a few times and I like transferred schools once, like, I thought I started uh, at the University of New Haven in Connecticut as a criminal justice major because when I was in high school, I got a tour of the Albany FBI agency because my dad knew he'd gone to high school with this guy that was like almost like he was very, very high up in that office. And um, I was like, this is so sick. I want to be an FBI agent and do some like secret op kind of shit or whatever. And then I started studying uh you know criminal justice and was like this is not for me this is terrifying this system is fucked i i just don't think this is for me and why do i want a four-year degree in something so specific so i transferred to a new york state school um and then i started studying psychology because i was interested in that because i was taking psych courses as i was in the criminal justice program uh and i had no idea what to do with my life and then I started taking psych and as it was kind of, you know, I did that for a couple of years. And once I start getting into like research methods and stuff, um, I was like, what even am I going to do with a four year degree in psych? I don't yeah. want. You don't want to be a therapist? Uh, you can only practice in certain states as a therapist with a four year degree. I would have had to get a master's or a PhD. And at that point, I like, you You're know, like, I'm I- going to owe $400,000 <laughs> in student loans and I'm going to make. $60,000 a year. Right. How long is it going to take me to pay that off? Oh, yeah, and taxes. I would have had to move to a southern state if I wanted to practice with a four-year degree. Like, I think cause one of my coworkers had a degree in psychology, and she used to practice. and uh, But she was in, like, Florida or something. Hmm, interesting. So you need less qualifications. Makes be- sense. Ouch. Shots fired. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a shot fired or just a fact stated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my tire sponsor is in florida <laughs> is that where we're at yeah oh i'm gonna go see the tire streets warehouse and then go to miami oh be like come on tire streets take me out what up right let's let's i've been doing town. good for you guys right i did order a pair of tires from tire streets that i, I bought those 651s i need to try not that the FC needs more grip, but uh, we're going to try it. Yeah, check it out. Okay, so you you did a bunch of schooling. How, how, did, you, how did you manage drifting during higher education? Because um, I feel like a lot of people, like, are, like, I'd rather drift and just work whatever job than, like, pursue higher education. For Myself included. The first several years, I... Um, maybe like the first like three like two and a half to three years i would either go to this toyota dealership that i worked at and get like free like 16s from behind the shop or uh i'd go to some local shop and just buy like whatever used tires i could get for like 10 bucks Mm. like a pair kind of thing but mind you i would go to an event 
and I would go through like eight or like ten tires because they would just blow out like every three fucking rounds, yeah. yeah every three four laps, and then I uh, you started to realize like it's just cheaper to buy new tires. Yep. Yeah, that's what I realized. Yeah, because you that's can another, if I you have a, a lower power for car. so long because I was like, no, I'm not buying right. new tires. Like, well, then we got to the position where I was, you know, yeah, I'm mounting so many tires. Well, actually, Mavis Tire is mounting so many tires, and I'm blowing so much money on these dudes that don't give two shits about my wheels and like or get yeah. mad that oh you. You brought your own tires to a tire shop. It's like going to a burger joint and bringing your own buns or whatever. Like the one comparison that was told to <laughs> like me. And then they fried. charged me $60 to flip two fucking tires. And I was like, all right. We ended up getting a tire machine. Long story short, that was the hack. Oh, yeah. Pro tip. Get a tire machine. <laughs> that was, good, uh, good as cast pro tip. If you're... I don't know, dude. If you have room for one... If you have room and you can make don't the be financial like me. burden... Don't be like me and get pay like... Like a ton of money forever to have people mount your tires, and then when you go to Japan and you're hanging out at N Style, and they say, "Can you mount these tires for us?" and you just say, "Yeah," because you don't want to look like you don't know how to mount tires, and you spend me, me and Burstbead Mike, dude, me and Burstbead Mike <laughs> literally spent like 25 minutes shout trying to mount. To Mike. Like, yeah, shout out Mike, dude. Uh, he was that was he was fun hangs on that trip. Literally spent fucking twenty five minutes trying to mount one tire on like a nice tire machine, not like not like the tire machine that I well the tire. I'm not gonna trash the tire machine that I use. It's reliable. It's like a it's like the AK forty seven of tire machines. Like so, it just has like that one little thing that you like bend the pry bar over, yeah, and that's it. Not, there's, no got, there's no other fancy doodads or attachments. Yeah, there's or, no there's no bells and whistles on this one. It is a it is a turntable and record player and turntable and needle that's all you got i watched tomoya mount tires by hand at nico he mounted a 265 with like literally just tire irons and they bring this like giant like it's this really long like bead breaker thing that they like fucking love japan over i have a video of him it's so funny like the sexy nights like i'll just start clapping he finally gets like this tire (laughs) mounted at this pouring sweat because it's super hot out <laughs> but like dude literally just a bead breaker and then he'd just have like two or three tire irons and just walk around because there's no tire machine at nico yeah they have a street sweeper at nico to clean the track at the end of the day but they don't have a tire machine interesting their their end of day cleanup process is so robust and just like a, like track you know events uh, done at four you need to be gone by four thirty. like everyone is gone I like I like the Mayhon thing where everyone like hangs out and then they like hand out those like homemade brooms. Oh yeah, with like all the like sticks on them. They like they're like brooms with like sticks as bristles, mm-hmm. and everyone goes out and sweeps the track. Everyone, except for a couple people. That's more. That's the. I'm more not gonna name any thing. names, but someone with us didn't go do it. I'm just gonna say certain someone. It's fine. <laughs> whatever uh i like all the games that they play at the end of events too like you get to play uh shot john, john ken john ken they're like rock paper scissors yeah and like i watched all someone the cheat at it shit. i'm not uh, gonna name any names either that's Man, not people cool either. people out there taking advantage and i don't like it all these shitty white people dude <laughs> taking advantage of kind ass people <sighs> it's okay it happens um 
We're not gonna. We're not gonna dwell on. We're not. We're not we're gonna, gonna give, dwell we're not on giving, white guilt. We're not giving them no airtime. No, <laughs> wow, it's, we're talking about drifting, dude. Wasn't even just white people doing it. Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, I feel like we were like onto something good, and now I can't remember God anything. Damn. Run that shit back, Turbo. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever the kids are saying. I don't think kids say that at all. Yeah. So. So you were able to drift through school. It started with really cheap tires. Yeah. Anything I could get free $10, $15 tires um, would go through a ton. Uh, yeah. I mean, events in like the Northeast are not as commonplace as like hearing about you guys in California. How like, you know, it was when I was you visiting Dom and is- Tyler. It's like, oh, there's like four different events you could hit every week and i mean that's in socal or yeah i mean there's i mean they have grange which literally operates like every day you can go drifting like every day if you wanted to and then there's amazing (laughs) yeah and then there's like willow so that's like not too far right like Mm -hmm. and then they have adams so they have they got options there northern california we, we have we have out. we have Thunderhill, yeah. Which and then is, there's like stuff kind of like sporadically all over, but there aren't like you know we don't have like a dedicated drifting track like Grange. Um. So Luke's dad is here. Yeah, Luke's dad just rolled up. Cool, cool as dad in drifting. Deba- debatable, I guess. That <laughs> I know, whatever. Uh, yeah, like. It's it's funny because like I see all these events that you guys have out on the East Coast and I'm like, man, it's like popping out there. I feel like the East Coast is like blown up because it's like you got like the YouTuber like there's a couple of YouTubers in the Northeast. Well, one now in Florida, but yeah, I feel like I feel like the, the YouTuber vibe drifting world is like allowing for a lot more like events and a lot more like eyes and it just seems like there's a lot more like there's a lot more like big events happening on your end than over here. And it might, maybe it looks like opposite to you, but like, yeah, it's always different once you're like submersed in an area. Like when we were talking about yesterday about just like traveling to someone's hometown, you're like, Oh, this place is sick. And they're like, yeah, it's kind of mid trying to leave (laughs) (laughs) for real, for real. um but yeah yeah uh, i'm like i'm here i'm like i'm moving to i'm gonna move to everett you know and aaron's like why he's he'd probably he'd probably be down but um yeah northeast events we have lock city drift that's like once a month we have lebanon valley drift that's where i told you about like the first events that i saw that drift faction used to run the events there and all that um there's english town of course a club loose uh, we have Ready Set Drift that's at Pocono, and then there's I keep wanting to call it Club Loose North. It's not Club Loose North anymore. It's uh, it's Nedco. It's Northeastern Drifting Co. or something like that. I don't know. I was kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised that they. Uh, I don't know. Like, I am envious of English Town. The road courses. There's so many layouts. It's, it's super so fun. good. That place eats tires, and um, the only time I drove English Town was uh, 
Shout out to Jeff Stoneback. He had a private event there in like 2018 that, you know, my team got to drive and like he invited some Drift Faction dudes and Front Street was there and I got Adam and he was like in town or something and was asking if there was any events going on. And I was like, oh, yeah, Jeff's which, having an event. Which hey, Adam? Adam LZ. Oh, dude, you know him? I do know him. <laughs> I have I have some stories. <laughs> they're good stories they're not bad he's a good dude um he's he's helped me out with some some parts and things i'm very appreciative of uh i think we had a an interesting uh like first driving interaction the first time i drove with him was lock city drift's first tandem comp and um it was pouring rain that whole day did the practice pull off into the pits and my 240 is just absolutely pouring power steering fluid everywhere (laughs) and i was freaking out and super nervous and was like oh i can't fix this right now it's like dumping rain i don't even know what's wrong like you didn't want to lay in this like a puddle like to figure this shit out because i just wanted to compete like i was nervous to the point where i like had kevin reassure me that i was cutting the right belt because i didn't want to fuck the pump so i just cut the belt from power steering and i Mm. drove the event with no power steering but through uh, the process of in the rain in the rain through the is that pro- make it easier or harder i i think it makes it easier okay everything was like slowed down and stuff and honestly i just like my shortcut around not having power steering was doing a lot of clutch kicking for transitions yeah i just kind of snapped the car one way and back the other and all yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah 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 um, okay that's a good solution. But uh through the process of elimination i made it to the final round like against with no Adam, power steering with no power steering Dude, against adams and uh we ended up doing like a sudden death and um it was it's i say i'd say the story because it was like it was like a mistake but the uh the announcer at first like was announcing me is uh second place but i had actually come in first and then they like awkwardly had to be like no 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 actually you got first and like it was uh it was a little awkward and then from there on i like uh i will say i mean i know that he reads the comments and he knows that i've commented on his stuff as well so it's like all in public right so like an event after that um we're was driving like beef after that or something well the the next few events after that he made contact with my car a few times that i wasn't like terribly hyped on mm. i wasn't like livid or angry or screaming or demanding or anything like that the one time he you like have, you have all seen that happen in tracks <laughs> yeah yeah i heard that <laughs> he uh, no uh no i was just bummed because uh this was like right before final bout three which was like my first time getting to drive a uh well not not technically we had the final bout special stage that got us to like final bout three but like this is my first like time going to us air and i wanted my car to look super pretty and this is like a couple months before and like it the damage wasn't even really that bad but like i was kind of put in an awkward position to like he like basically gave me money at the end of the night and i was like oh dude it's fine like i don't like he gave me like 150 bucks and he goes on YouTube and says that he gave me money and I just have like thousands of like 13 year olds just shitting on my existence. Oh, dude, the, the LZ army video. came after you, dude? Yeah. I mean, he, I never, uh, 
he's never plugged me in any of his videos, which is, you know, whatever. But like, me, I, uh... me either. <laughs> no reason to. <laughs> no reason to. That's, he did just start a I podcast, mean, though. Ooh. So now we're competitors. We're, we're competing right now, Adam. I had this the podcast the first. I had the 1J36 first. <laughs> what next, bro? Just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. No. It's a it's, great platform. It is a great platform. And podcasts are fun. I haven't watched everyone this yet. Should, I know everyone should have a 1J36. I know Jimmy O has one. I, I want to watch some of his. He has a podcast? He, I think he just started a podcast not too long ago. Like yeah. It might have been a this year thing, if I am remembering correctly. Damn, but I got a lot of competition now. No, I definitely don't have any beef with Adam whatsoever. He's been like super kind to me since. There was just some like moments that I personally was questioning and thought were like weird for myself more mm. so than anything. Just to like clarify that for people listening, because <laughs> like yeah. no, he's he's a nice dude. I uh, I was supposed to drive his Invitational that he had at English Town. Yeah. Um. I, I couldn't get the FC together in time, but like I was going to go drive that event with like, it was like, it was like his YouTube friends and, uh, and like front street essentially, which it would have been fun. I would have liked to have driven the road course and like maybe even the figure eight. I think, did they do, did they run the road course too? They did like the day after the day I was going to go down. I guess down. it's not as good for spectating. Cause no. I think that was like the spectator day was like when they did the oval or whatever. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, because that, that was... It did seem like bit... the YouTube Invitational. It was. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect by that, but it really was. It was all like a lot of YouTubers and there was Front Street. And that was kind of... Uh, I was kind of it, but I was going to I was gonna drive that event and uh, Mike Vargas was going to tune my FC because I wanted to like throw my fuel injectors in that I've been sitting on forever and it just didn't happen. I, I couldn't get my shit together in time, basically, is the, the short story. But, uh, it, cool, yeah. Though. Yeah. Um, no, Adam's a good dude. He got me my G25 550 for my new my new uh, Super D car. Ooh. For my, or as I like to refer to as, like, I basically, you know, sometimes I'll say it's, oh, it's like the Kansai thing. Or it's like, no, I'm, like, trying to, like, do Streeters 180, but with, like, Hot Road. Yeah. And probably Which is orders. technically a Kansai car. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's funny. Some people like, I don't know, just like, I don't know. There's a lot of people ordering a lot of parts from Streeter and talking a bunch of shit about Kansai style, but right, you don't, you're not complaining when you get them wheels to your house, bruh. That's low key mad sus. (laughs) That's on gang for real. For do whatever you want to your cars, it doesn't matter. That's the that's the. That was a good conversation that Julian and I had this weekend was just about like people that like, like kind of nerd out, like super hard on things are supposed to be like how, how they feel things should be about drifting. And, um, I mean, we're all guilty of it. We're guilty of it and everyone's entitled to their opinions. Um, but like the main point of drifting is to have fucking fun. Yeah, like, and like that's what's yeah, and fun no to one... you. What's fun to you is drifting. Fun to you is showing up with the coolest car at the event. Fun to you, do that. Yeah, but I don't know, trashing trashing others for not having the coolest car at the event, like, and that's incredibly subjective as well. By the way, yeah, but I mean, whatever. Everyone, everyone, I I have. I have like 
I have a di- I have a different perspective than everyone else, and like, I'm aware of that, and I think like, it's just like. Perspectives change as we get older. Too. It's true, yeah. Like there are things, dude. I used, I had a I had a drift team called the Low Budget Crew, and we made stickers that said "Fuck Real Wheels." You can quote me on that. Swear to you. I think like a couple of those stickers still exist on cars. I've seen them. <laughs> like, also, if you want to go on a weird YouTube rabbit hole, you can watch some of the most embarrassing shit I've ever made in my entire life. But it was a fun time. Uh, <laughs> I'm a YouTuber, dude. I've been around. <laughs> What's up, YouTube? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's a great point. Perspective changes. And over time, like, do you really, like, you have to decide, like, do I want to die on this hill? Because once you die on that hill, you can't, you're not coming back. Like, no, no one's going to. And and now you're now you've committed a thousand percent to this hill that you have been defending. And now you're. Was it worth it, YouTube? Was it worth dying on that hill? Because <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> I've died on hills, and then we all have. But like some people, it's okay to change. It's okay to fucking. I don't know. Like priorities change as you get older. You realize you have less time. Change. Yeah. You realize you have less time, and you're like, "What do I want to spend my time doing? Do I want to build the coolest cars on the planet? Do that. Or do I want to drive?" Do I want to drive as hard as I fucking can? Do that. Whatever, That's where I'm at. Whatever your perspective is. Like, I want to drive as hard as I fucking can because I've held back for so many years and I need to have a car that's built for it. But like even just being up with you guys this weekend between hanging out and Julian's and like being up till like three last night talking with Aaron and Luke. About if we would have recorded we subframes, if we would have recorded that conversation. Oh, my God. Wait, we had some good jokes last night yeah i made some dangerous ones yeah <laughs> there was some good banter uh maybe yeah i hope i hope we can come back like if we go out, we're gonna record this and we're gonna go out to seattle and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna record the one, one that you're gonna hear later that one might be a shit show <laughs> yeah you definitely wanna <laughs> definitely fucking psych and subscribe dude that's good that's gonna be one to really keep your keep your eyes on you keep know your moon eyes on yeah. Um, <laughs> that's another know. place I went to in California. I got to go to. I went to Moon Eyes. I just went to Moon Eyes last week, and yeah, pretty cool. That was very cool. We got a we got a very abridged shop tour because we were kind of on a time constraint, but I got to walk around and stuff. And, Sick. You know, had to do the cliche like, it's not even cliche. It's uh, it's you know, Moon Eyes has been around for so long and has set the standard for just like so many quality parts and stuff like aaron's super cool like seven-sided steering wheel yeah the, the heptagon i believe is the phrase how many gone <laughs> at least hep okay <laughs> at least hep gone, dude his car has hep <laughs> oh no hopefully not because um, <laughs> i thought we were gonna drive that later dude we were getting really really deep and then now we're just fucking around um we were getting really deep on just like drifting and style being subjective and doing what you find is fun. Like I had an interest in drifting for, cause I, I, I love driving and cars in general, but like the low style car is kind of what got me into it. And that's like Agreed. what 
uh that's uh, that's how i ended up driving like i built a really low like kind of stylish car slam cars drove with boss town a bunch and then roy moved to california and when they were looking for someone to drive with them in final bout that's when i was asked to be on the team that's yeah. how, that's a very abridged version of how i what's yeah what's boss the history town. of boss town like is it people from boss yeah, it's from pe- people from like the greater Boston area, I okay. would say. And it started as a car club. Like all of our stickers and stuff still say it's a car club because it is. So like basically there's a there's a, a menagerie of friends that are considered boss town, but like for a while, uh, you know, like Kevin Shane and myself were the ones that represented Boss Town as drifting. No one else did that was boston because it was like a car club and then kevin and shane kind of got into drifting and roy was with them and um then they just started representing it as like a drift team it's kind of how that works like we yeah. have we have a bunch of boss town homies and shout out to them yeah because all the boss town cars are great thank you yeah. i was very hyped to have gotten to drive with shane again recently for the first time in his couple year hiatus I like life, man. I was but. I was shocked when I saw like uh, Tamoya fucking roll like at Nico with the big Boss Town logo on his car, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" That's 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 some fucking cool culture like connection, dude. Uh, he like so when I bought the FC and was driving with him, you know, I gave him one of those banners. Yeah, he literally. So, so you saw it when it was on like the glass, the door window, right? Yeah. When I was at Nico, he put that whole banner on the windshield. Like he had the windshield banner. Yeah. Yeah. It was like in the middle of the windshield and he transferred every letter to that side window. That was the same sticker. He transferred that shit. Cause he didn't want to like scrape it off or like make me feel bad, which is like near and dear to me. What a guy. And speaking of like what you were saying earlier about just like seeing people like rep animal style and like you don't know what your reach is. My first day drifting the FC in Japan, this dude from Hawaii, whose name I can't remember, had bought a Boss Town shirt from Kevin over Instagram and was wearing a Boss Town shirt at Nico. That day that that? I was there, I was like, what the fuck? It was like mine. I have a picture with him. And then because he's friends with this dude, John, who super nice guy. I'm sorry, I cannot remember his last name. He's appeared in some Noriaro videos. Uh, he has some pretty cool, like, Toyota, uh, like, Corona. Ooh, like, I, love a, I love He's, like, friends with all the low-brain dudes. Super Sick. nice dude. But he's, like, friends with him because they're, like, both from Hawaii. And so this dude that's wearing a Boss Town shirt is at Nico. And then the very next day, they went to Mobara when we were at Mobara. It's, like, my first two events ever driving an FC. Drove from Enomoto's house. Shout out to Enomoto. He's the fucking man the funniest person ever and we'll also give you the shirt off his back but like we go from enomoto's house to nico drive all day go back get dinner super late whatever we get like four hours of sleep wake up at 3 a.m drive three hours to mobara drift all day and those dudes are there as well and then drive back so that was like within like the first couple days of me being in japan in 2018 how cool is that it was insane and exhausting and i would do it again in a heartbeat i it was like a 24 hour day like that second day we like stopped at like an onsen on the way back to kind of like kill some time because i was street driving this car and we were trying to specifically wait 
until it was like a little bit later yeah. to to drive it back. I love it. I love that. Like, I love that. Like, everyone in Japan is just like a little sketchy, like with drifting, like because you kind of have like it's like this like it's counterculture. It is. It's very much counterculture. That's why like anyone that's different is and like, has been doing it for there. a long. Anyone who's been doing it a long time in Japan was like, you know, they they weren't like a you know i don't know they weren't like a law-abiding like salary man like fall like follow the like they're not they're not like i don't know yeah it's like we're all internationally weird we're international weirdos (laughs) with like similar uh like mental quirks i'll just say it like that that like strive to like do so I literally like, can't sit still. I apologize to listeners if the audio sounds like shit. Because <laughs> uh, I was just fucking with the cord the whole time. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but it's I, the ADD, bro. Yeah, <laughs> can't it's, help it. God, that's that's what this. I should have called this the fucking ADD drift pod. It's <laughs> just like tangents and ah, oh, what am I doing? We were talking about drifters kind of being outcasts, and yeah, Tomoya was actually a real estate agent. No fucking while. way. He was a real estate agent in like the Chiba like area, and no. that's how he that's how he like met. Like they they all met at like a gas station one night. They just all happened to be there and started shooting the shit. And then they get like, the fuck formed out of a here. team like in the early 90s. That's how Sexy Nights started. And their first font of like their their stickers was actually the same font of uh, like a restaurant chain. I can't remember the chain that they would like Tomoya. meet at or something. Yeah, it was like a, he was a real estate agent. He was a real estate agent. And now he he's is like a truck driver, right? Yeah, he's uh, he's the milk man. What? He delivers like milk to grocery stores and stuff. Oh yeah, I think because he was like saying he has like a, uh, he's like a commercial driver for stuff. I had to explain to him the very old school innuendo of like, what the milkman used to mean for. I'm not. I'm not. I'm unaware of like how <laughs> <laughs> the the milkman just like delivering milk when uh when the husband's at work and the ladies uh, at home in like the fifties kind of shit. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have any like fucking old timey like porns that are of that theme? <laughs> right. Dude, I'm sure there man. is. I don't. That's what not, right? No, that was milk delivery. How many fucking houses is he going to? Who? What like, is this the, guy the made out man? of? Yeah. Well, the, that's does he have a schedule? Like, right. That was before our fucking shit. When you had like the glass bottles that like they would you know leave no, out no, they would go every day but like how many houses is the guy going to and is he servicing all of these housewives i i think like, he serviced a lot of them how does he get the work man, done that is but right he's a three pump kind of <laughs> dude i guess he's just or like in yeah and out like dude. he's not taking his time and that's what those women want anyway i don't know whatever he's probably he probably had like one or two on his on his route you know i think every milkman back in the 50s probably had a had a Elisa or like a, a Donna <laughs> or like a Margaret. Oh, Margaret, dude. <laughs> 50s, 50s, Margaret, dude. 
I'm Margaret. She's something else. Total <laughs> so babe. So you explained you explained yeah. this to <laughs> to Tamoya. <laughs> He's just like, I don't do that. No, no. I, I remember. I, I was in a group. I was in a group chat uh, with uh, Yota, and I asked him if Japanese guys use condoms. <laughs> what was his response? He's like, yeah. All right, fair enough. He. Uh, I yeah, was like, I don't know. Is everyone just like hella clean over there, and like no one's worried about it? Do you remember? These the, are the questions I have. Do you remember the is thrash this? video from when we were at Mayhan that like came out way later? Uh, mm. This, you know, they were like interviewing Tomoya, and you know, there's been a lot of interviews with Tomoya where they joke about like how many girl, you know, th- this girl's just like flat out asking Tomoya like, how many girlfriends do you have right now? And like all this stuff, and like I—that's when I like brought up like the milkman innuendo, and I thought it was funny that he <laughs> he is a milkman. On a technical note, <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's where that came about for context. But, dude, those guys are so funny. They're so funny. You need to meet Enomoto. If you, yeah, because I don't I'm know if you've ha- met him. Anyone, anyone, anyone who's funny, I'm happy to spend time with them. He is, he will like make you cry. I told, like, <laughs> I told, uh, uh, Takumi, the, the guy who does Sky Mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him he was funny. He's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, to my, or I was like, uh, I was like, I was like, this dude's funny, man. And he was like, what? And I was like, you're funny. And he's like, I know. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, of course. I was fucking dying, and like he was doing it to be fun, dude. Like, if you can make people laugh in a second language, that's why I want to learn like a little Japanese because, like, I really want to learn like enough to like make people laugh. That's all I want. Because I thought they were making fun of me one time, but they were talking about uh, at the end of the Hoonigan video, and I was like, shit. I was like, I said something about like shake your meat stick it or i was like don't shake your me- um don't shake your meat stick at me or something yeah. and like, like apparently they were like reciting that oh and style but i thought they were like making fun of me and i was like what yeah having yeah having that i didn't get it until context. like a year later i was like taking a shower i was like oh they were Sorry. laughing with me damn it so embarrassing enomoto's nickname is because that's his last name. His nickname is Enokin. And yeah. Keen is like the uh it's the word for like germ or like they're they're basically saying that like Enomoto is like his personality is like contagious or germ like. Uh, so Enokin he's I like met, a, I met him at he was he came to the final bout with the rest of the Yeah, team. he was a final bout gallery. I okay, so you did meet him there. Yeah. Yeah. They're all cool. Yeah. We, me and Jason came over to them and asked them to sign a poster, and they were like, "You want us to sign a poster for you?" And we're like, "Yeah." <laughs> and they were like, "Okay, why?" And we're like, "What? Like, why is that surprising?" And they were just like, "I don't know." It was like it felt really, uh, I don't know. They're just like they're just like humble as fuck. They me. are. Yeah. They're like they they don't realize like the impact that they've had on this thing how patient they are and like i think i think for a lot of people not that um not that uh boss town or animal style has driven a final bout event in a little bit i mean i drove solo in 2021 but uh like final bout had a pretty big impact 
I will say. Like yeah. it, it brought I think it brought a lot of people to get like it brought a lot of like the Zilvia kind of people together yeah. in the old heads. Yeah. The for old sure. heads of US drifting. <laughs> and uh and I'm I'm entering the, the age of being one of them now, I think. Do you find do you find it like really comforting that you have in your time been around long enough and like been at least like i don't know like respectable enough and like uh how do i explain it i don't know yeah like like you're you're not like problematic and you've been like around and you build like nice cars and you get like invited to stuff and you meet the people and you're like oh like we are like I, I don't know i feel like i'm on a level with like a lot of people who i once thought were like up here right like that was me like being so awkwardly nervous hanging out with julian for the first little bit this weekend <laughs> because like dude julian yeah, is just like a he's a normal ass dude he's, and like he's goof- super he's, fucking nice and so is phoebe he's and... like a fucking he's like he's like a cool nerdy dude Goofy that's just like, dude, like if he's not like drifting around. or yeah. watching drifting he's like playing that game on his phone that i downloaded for the flight up oh here. he has he's all he, it's always racing or it's, it's always uh, a new he has a different game on his phone that he's oh mastering at all times oh yeah that's it's yeah. like he'd be like have you seen this one yet and then he just stopped showing me because i never download any of the ones that he showed me. <laughs> i downloaded the I, I don't remember what it was called already I was going to play on the flight up here, but I, uh, it's real racing three is he's is always, he's always got some, they have so many different game racing addictions and like, Oh, you have to do all these different challenges for each different, like they, like it's a, it's a very robust game for being a free phone. I don't game, know, I, I don't have time say. for phone gaming I, with my nine hours a day I spend on Instagram. So. Same, but poor Julian is just like his backs all effed up at the moment. And, uh, so he's, He's a little idle, so. Yeah, 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 man. Take care of your take care of your body. Take care of your health, and fucking your health always comes first. Be be grateful you fucking can move and do shit. Cause like, watching that guy try and like make it to things when he's just like in pain or like I don't know. I feel like he, yeah. Like his health shit is just like the most painful from a from the third from an outside perspective. You're He's like, got like a herniated disc or something by like 15 mil. He said, "Yeah, He's got it's all kinds like of shit. Yeah, and other things. And like he dr- he once drifted like uh, you know that shit that like they're talking about that Justin Bieber has where like half his face went numb. Oh, Julian once ran a Super D event with that and competed in the event." With like half of his face numb. There's like a picture of him drifting with like half of his face numb. He just like woke up one day and like half of his face was numb. You know what fixed it? Uh, acupuncture. Oh yeah, he did say he was doing acupuncture for a while. I don't remember hearing the the Julian. face. I heard some other stories. He's a he's and a some other. He's got some good stories. He's an earthy healer type, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Speaking of which, we we both like had learned, and I was super hyped when I first went there because yeah, he uh, you know he I didn't realize his back was like all jacked up till I was driving up there, 
And I mean, I was just happy to hang out and help him with stuff. But he he brought up, he's like, oh, yeah. So do you watch Love, Death and Robots? And like my <laughs> friend Luke and I have watched. Shout out to Luke because uh, he's the man. Um, he like he brought up that show and I was like, oh, my God. Yes, it's fucking wild. And we were like kind of watching some episodes and then we were like really watching some episodes Saturday night. And uh <laughs> God damn! What a, if you haven't seen that show? It's pretty interesting, just because it's like, pretty wild. Every episode, if you like weird artsy, like futuristic shit, it's great. If you don't want to watch weird artsy, sometimes very scary, nah, not very scary. Sometimes really hilarious, but like you're terrified and just laughing at the same time because you don't know what's going on. Every episode's a different animator. Yeah, it's very just cool. Very cool. None of them are connected. It's None on of Netflix. the episodes are. They're Netflix really short. Pay. Yeah, all these shout outs, dude. Th- this this episode's going to end up on Netflix, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, we're getting paid. Yeah, I'm trying to get paid. I'm kind of how much s- do I make for this? I'm kind of set. <laughs> how much do I get paid for my time here? Uh, You get you get 10 percent of the pro- profits of the podcast. So oh, you'll sick. get so you'll get like maybe five bucks. Fuck. Yeah, dude. I'll buy you a beer later. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm kind of sad. Okay, so like LZ's podcast got put in the sports category and mine's in automotive. And I really wanted to compare and see like where I stack up as far as like the rankings. He's got the people to tell him to do the things that are going to work. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's well, he's already he's already in the top 100 for sports. So that's I got to imagine big. he's got some sort of like pretty up there manager at this point that like. I don't know if Maybe I'd want that. Know. I don't know if I'd want that life, man. Like I think about that it's with tough. I think about this with the pod. I honestly struggle with this with the podcast a lot. Like I'm like, do I really want to put all this out there? Do I want to, you know, have people at drift events like know about me getting jumped in Chinatown? Like you know, <laughs> like like you know, it's like shit like that where it's like you're you're putting yourself out there to unknown like an unknown amount of people and unknown place unknown amount of places and sometimes i like i don't know i go in like waves or whatever but like it's i think the pros outweigh the cons it's if anything no matter where the podcast like takes you i think it's going to be an awesome piece of drifting history and it's gonna encap like it's gonna cap encapsulate cap cap encapsulate i think encapsulate uh communication just like uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i talk good with words um, <laughs> i know how to speak <laughs> okay dude i can't spell <laughs> oh god uh but yeah i think the goodest cast is gonna be um a nice piece of drifting history someday and we're gonna get it's gonna encapsulate drifting of these times right now and just like hearing I, people like shoot the shit about like stories that have happened through drifting or even just like getting to like kind of you know like there's only so much like in the back in the day of like video option where they do like some some quick interviews and stuff or like you know there'd be magazines but this is like a completely different level when you think about it because you get to really like depending upon how long someone's episode is you can you can kind of get to know someone yeah and it, it always comes back to well it's not about me it's about the people that i have on Right. Like, and like getting them out there and their stories and like their personality. And then it's like, I just, 
there's nothing I like more than getting a message saying like, I really liked this guest. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, I'm part of drifting. I'm, you know, I'm not like the funniest dude on the planet, but I'm aware. I'm like, you know, I could be entertaining. Right. But like when I, when I bring somebody on here and people who didn't know who they were go, Oh man, like they got cool stories. I'm like, you know, like that, that hypes me up because it's like, okay, we're like getting, we're like getting people kind of like out there who are interesting. Yeah. And I've always been like hyped to hear, like, there'll be a lot of, there's been a lot of kids I've met at like drift events that just like know so much about me that I don't like, like what we've been talking about, like we don't know our reach sometimes, like even just with me, just like posting the same stupid shit on my Instagram stories and stuff like that. And people are like, have thought like the whole story about the fc has been neat and like these these really young kids one time i gave a ride at the track they're probably like 14 or so they came back to the next event and they bought me like a hot wheels of my fc they bought me like a, a little hot wheels it was like oh we saw your car and just like shit, shit like that like yeah i don't know there's nothing uh, better when the kids get hyped you're like because i used to be you like, I remember when I go to, like, Monster Trucks and I'd just be like, that's the coolest one there. And they, like, you know, I don't know. That's why I try to, uh, I, I do try pretty hard to try and be nice to give people, in the sense of, like, giving people the time of day at events. Absolutely. And just, like, answer questions and, like, not make anyone feel like, oh, that's a stupid fucking question, dude. You don't know what this is. Like, or anything like that. Or give yeah. people ride. I love giving people their first rides. We all rides. somewhere. We were all embarrassing at one point. Oh God, I have yeah. Oh, we, we've I, all had our faces. <laughs> I love I love giving people first drift car experiences. It's so fun. I got to do that for like a bunch of people at um, Sonoma. Like, but like when they run the Summer Jam layout, it's it's like the NASCAR route. Like, it's oh, part that's of the sick. So like you're like running where like Indian NASCAR run, and like people see drifting and they see it in like the skid pad or whatever. But like when you get to take somebody on like where you're like drifting in fourth gear for like 30 seconds. Yeah. Like with like multiple like transitions and stuff. It's like the, the, the look, <laughs> the look on their face. Like when you get back, is just like, are you out of your mind? Right. Like this is crazy. And you're like, yeah, or it's on freeway speed. Okay. Or it's funny when they like, are like so hyped up that they'll like say like that they don't know what to say and then you'll just like hear them say something like kind of <laughs> awkward but it's like you you get what they're saying but you know that like you just gasped them up that much and it's like yeah dude that was like way cool or like, i don't know like whatever uh, like if i had if i had a f- i love I, that shit <laughs> if i could tell you how i am so awkward sometimes when I'm giving people ride-alongs and there's like a long line and you're like waiting to go and you're like, so <laughs> right. You know, or like, or you're just quiet. And me trying to talk to like some, some Gen Z kids like, so, uh, you, you, you figure out what kind of drift car you want someday. <laughs> <laughs> like Dude, trying, trying to make small talk in the car. Sometimes awkward for us drivers. Yeah. It's, Be wary. <laughs> it's so funny. I got, uh, <laughs> I gave this one girl, she was like with a dude and he was like, uh, like my friend wants to ride along in your car. And I was like, okay. And he like goes and gets his girl, like comes back. She gets in the car. He's just like, 
super, super thick, like Ukrainian accent tells me she doesn't speak any English. And I'm like, great. I don't have to like try. Like, we're just going to sit here in silence. And then she's just like, she like writes on a translator and phone and then shows me and she's like, I don't speak English. I can't speak any English. And I was just like, all right, like, cool. And then we, I like yeah, took her dude. for a bunch of runs because like she got hyped, but it wasn't like a, it's always, it's always before the first run. It's really awkward because yeah. they're like nervous and you kind of want to like, they, break, they have no idea what to expect. They don't know what's going to happen. They're like, are we going to crash? Like, you know, right. you're, you're like, it, and they're it's feeling like, it out for you, you kind of want to like talk to them to make it like a little less awkward. Cause like you're driving and like, you don't want this like weird, awkward energy in the car when you're dri- you know, not to be fucking woo woo or whatever, but like, no, sometimes it's awkward. And sometimes there's like every now and then I'll get in a mood where it's like, uh, I kind of need to like do a few runs by myself to get my bearings or there's days where like, I'll give a bunch of rides and I'll get to someone that's like got in the car and it's like, I don't want to have to try and like readjust personally to another passenger and give my whole spiel to again. So you're just going to ride with me for like the next six runs if you want. Oh, yeah. Or you're getting out. I'm not giving anyone else a ride. (laughs) If you just go out in a session and like I usually like come off the track and I'm like, good. And they're like, good. I'm like, okay, we're going again. Like, I don't want to like I check in. That's key. Like, you know, you don't want to just take somebody on like seven runs and they're like going to throw up or whatever. Right. I'm like, good. Okay, cool um but yeah this one the last the out, last output flange i broke i was like waiting in line i'm like it was uh she's like a music video director and she like wanted to like check out drifting for like a music video and so like That's i'm like sick trying to you know i'm trying to show off a little bit <laughs> like i want to like I found the right team all these <laughs> I mean, all these like rap videos and all stuff. It's like a, it's like a jazz, like a Japanese jazz artist. And I was oh. like, sick, please. I don't know if it's going to happen, but like, I'm like kind of trying to show up and she goes to take, like, we're like on run three and we're like door to door with Jason and like back to Jason was like literally pushing me around the track. It was sick. And we like go to line up again and I'm last. And they, she goes to take a picture of us, like both of us. And I was like, that's kind of weird. And I'm like looking at it and I was like trying to like kind of pose, but I should have just been paying attention. And so she like takes the picture and I look back and Jason's taking off and I'm like, gotta go. So I like dump the clutch and just like blow, like, you know, spend $500, you know, on just like sometimes, sometimes it's distracting. You can't like, you can't like. Yeah, but that was my fault. I give this one. Can't, can't blame. Can't blame the person who gave a ride along. Also, I did blow. Uh, I I cracked the head on my M3 motor giving a kid a ride along when my car was like overheating because he's like, "Come on, man, please!" And I'm like, "Okay, okay, fine." And you blow your shit up because you're just trying to be a nice guy, and they don't understand I, dude, that your this, shit's I like way you, over two twenty. I swear to you, this kid rolled up to me and was like, "Hey, man, uh, like." cool animal style themed car and i was like and he's like (laughs) i was like did you see the back window and he was like no and he's like oh no way like can i get a ride and i was like yeah for sure man he's like i got an s14 i can give you a themed ride well (laughs) the whole time we're in the car he's like telling me about his car and how sick it is and like so i got a bcl and i got 
LXZs and like BN and like I'm like how old are you? He's like 14. I'm like, do you have a job? He's like, no. I'm like, oh my God. how the fuck do you have all this? I don't know. But I was like, I was like rich parents. I yeah. The answer is uh, something. <laughs> he invented an app. Just kidding. I don't. I have no idea. But it's probably rich parents. It's okay. Anyhow, if you got rich parents, fucking I don't mean to derail that. That's, I'm yeah. so good at that. Anyway, yeah, I fucked my shit up. Well, can we talk about something else now? Yeah. Sad about um, fucking embarrassing ride along breaking, breaking my car shit. stories. What have I broken in ride alongs? Uh, definitely a transmission. I've definitely broke a trans. Like, that was like questionably starting to make a bunch of noise and was like, this might be good. It's raining anyways. It wasn't good. <laughs> Uh, um i haven't blown up any engines so that's good i guess but um but yeah speaking of engines price of these srs these days huh yeah Getting a little hectic looking at two of them or yeah a couple of srs plus one behind me right next to us yeah gotta hoard stuff while we can circling back to that one i don't know what to circle back to i mean yeah i don't know just hopefully hopefully they like start making cool shit that's like cool that's like available today instead of just only old school stuff being cool that would be nice i hope that uh like the k-series swap becomes more common or more accessible because yeah, I think it's a pretty big barrier of entry right now. Yeah, it's tough because I can only imagine. I didn't realize how much trying work it was. Like it's so all the stuff work. with the. Yeah, well, it's like, okay, so there's like, how do you do the power steering pump? Okay, you gotta like relocate it or like do something with the oil pan, and then you can put it in the like in a different location, but then you have a different belt, and then there's just like. I was like a big advocate of it because I was like, that seems like it makes a lot of sense. And then now seeing how much effort it is to finish Dude, one of those builds. It's not just like a bolt-in thing. I know there's companies trying to make it bolt-in. Yeah, but it's like, going to get there. A very, it's like you can buy like a fucking $400 K-series and then go spend twelve grand on it just to put it in yeah. your car kind of shit. Yeah, I mean, if you go through all the, if you get the like TF stuff, like it's... Yeah. Well, and also like the motor, like if you if you would have bought all this stuff, yeah, I don't know. Who cares? I know Jimmy Oaks has done it, and I think he uh, that that's like that. I know locally that's done it, and he, I want to say he said he spent like eleven grand or so, like yeah. eleven twelve grand. Like that's a lot of money. I mean, once the swap is there and you have all of the things, it's great because you can blow up a motor, go to like any junkyard in the u.s and find a fucking k series for like four six hundred there's probably one in the parking lot of whatever event you're at right in someone's daily yeah yeah there there are a large amount that's something that i personally have wanted to start hoarding for a while not that i'm at the k series -series? swap yet because i still have i still got a couple srs but like i've thought um, about it i i was like hoarding uh zf transmissions that was smart because they're so expensive I, now. I have right? two spares and two cars that have one. Okay. So you have like a spare for each car right now. Yeah. As long as you don't detonate them super bad or if they like start making noise, get them rebuilt kind of thing. 
Like if you have, well, you guys don't have an off season. That's that is kind of the beauty yeah. of living in the Northeast is that we do have like I well, I don't finding know. finding do, beauty we, within we the have, suffering of winter. I thought about uh, it. We do actually have an off season. We when, do. When it's that? summer. Because it's way too hot out. Because all our tracks are in the desert in California. Yeah, and you can't be drifting your car in like 110 degree weather oh, we or do. something. And it's probably not the best for it sometimes. It's awful for the car and it's awful for humans also. Yeah. Yeah, got to stay hydrated because uh, yeah. l- let me tell you something about kidney stones. They're not, they're not fun. Have you had one? I've had two. Currently have one that I'm on a waiting list to get surgery for. So that's been cool dude it's so sick dude big health <laughs> big health guy now i'm talking to julian about just like all these days like telling me about like the bone broth uh thing that he did the he's doing the fasting, anything bone broth fasting. and everything to just be chill yeah He'll get Which there. is smart. And He'll get there. I wish I was smart enough to do things like that when I was younger. Mind you, I was told my kidney stones were like a genetic thing. Mm. Um, I don't know how true that is. So you come from a family is. of stoners? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Fucking 420 or something. Am I right? 420 and pee it out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was this kind of podcast is brought to you by <laughs> by energy by drinks. your local community care. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Fuck you, Albany Med, for taking so goddamn long. I. It's gonna be okay. Eventually, it will be because I have a stone in my kidney that's too large to pass from my kidney. Is the problem? So it's literally it's still there. Like it's hanging out with us in the podcast right now. Wow. I just uh, three guests, two guests. I'm good at counting. Wait, what? I said two guests. We have two guests. Should I put? Oh, oh, two. Should I put PJ and and kidney and, stone? and his seven millimeter kidney stone? Seven millimeters? Yeah. That's it's a, it's that's not a good. big rock. That rock, dude. <laughs> you hide it in your sock or something? What's that song? Yeah. The one on Millie Rock. <laughs> hide it in my sock something i don't know Ugh. why do you put rocks in your socks isn't that like uncomfortable to walk around it's like stones in your shoes i think they're hiding something else oh really you think so yeah what do you think that is i don't know could be anything it could be like how otters have like that special like little rock that they like will like have kind of thing you know i don't know anything about this you ever seen an otter like play with like they'll they'll have like a little rock that they have that yeah but don't they use it to like open shells and stuff so they like tuck it in somewhere they they hide they hide it in their sock i think is what they do (laughs) that's that's what that song is about they hide it in their sock that's i'm pretty sure (laughs) that's That's great great takeaway (laughs) this podcast is going so well (laughs) it's gone so smoothly no interruptions yeah no interruptions. It's nice and cool in here. Yeah, it's not 100 degrees out. I'm not sweating through my shorts profusely. This is not. This is my first podcast in shorts. Skies out, thighs out, dude. Am I <laughs> right? It's a beautiful blue day in Everett, Washington. Yeah. The balmy... About 20 minutes from Seattle. Something. We're going to go see the Space Needle. I keep forgetting. Is it called the Space Needle because people do so much heroin here? <laughs> 
There was a lot of junky looking people at the bus stops, dude. Well, I, I think know Aaron's not happy about that because well they they're they're starting I'm to pretty like sure really I saw, kick I'm pretty people sh- out of like Seattle like they're that all like loiter all these bums fucking loiter around bus stops and shit and they literally kick them out of the city. Mm. Uh, well, oh, my we'll, computer is doing something weird. Uh, well, we're noty. good. It's just asking if they can talk to the calendar for some reason. Yeah, whatever. Um, pretty sure, pretty sure I saw one of them. I think it was. I think I saw Kurt Cobain yesterday. I think he's still alive. Oh yeah, you're saying that earlier. Yeah, he was at the gas station. That's what's up. I loved you he's in Nirvana. So- <laughs> I love, love your work, man. Huge fan. Um, you really made Dave Grohl sad. I'm just sad I haven't seen more flannel, you know, while we're here. Right. Yeah. It's not. Have you been to Portland before? I have. Is it as weird as the internet makes it out to be? They have a strip club where they do. Is it a car- flannel strip club? They do. Sure. They have a strip club where they do karaoke. That's fire. Where you can do karaoke at the strip club. <laughs> I, I can nights. sing to some stripper yeah. with her. Yeah, you could go up and do like sublime while someone like <laughs> strips on the pole. That's fire. Yeah. I saw fake Amber Rose at a strip club one time. Nice. She like I feel like she was trying to be Amber Rose, or maybe I'm just a piece of shit and she just like looked similar to Amber Rose. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a good look. It wasn't a bad look. Yeah. Not a good strip club. <laughs> I don't have many strip club experiences, but from I, the ones that I do. I don't... Either. Well, that's not true. Yeah, I don't know. I fucking... I always find them weird. I'm, like, too in my head when I'm there. I'm just, like... I wonder, like... Oh, I got I got in trouble at a strip club in Atlanta. Is that something you want to air out? Yeah. Or? Yeah, I'll tell a story. Tell our people. I fucking... I landed in Atlanta, and I was, like... Atlanta's like famous for strip clubs, right? Like we should go to one. (laughs) And so like I was with my friend. She lived across the street from a strip club. Oh, that's good. Megan. That's a short commute, right? Dude, it was we walked out of her apartment (laughs) complex and across the street to like it was like the it was like kind of like a bougie one. I had no idea it was going to be like really nice. I was not dressed for it. It was like a weekday. It was crazy nice in there. Like it was by far the nicest strip club I've ever been to. I've been to like five. So maybe 10 oh, you're yeah you're way more than me uh i walk in they have like a full dinner menu i ordered chicken and waffles and i'm like this is pretty cool like we like sat down and had like a meal but there was like strippers like everywhere and shit that's yeah and i was with shelmy and our friend megan and we just had a meal and so like i was like okay i gotta take a picture of this fucking chicken and waffles in the strip club so I pull my phone out and I take a picture of the chicken and waffles and I put my phone back in my pocket. Oh, and they thought you were taking a picture. And one of the, of... one of the ladies who works there, one of the, uh, dancers thought came were... over and cussed me out. And guess what happened? You got the boot. No, or... they dragged her ass off and left me alone. Oh, nice. Because we were spending, we got like, I don't know, it was probably like a $100 bill. And I we easily paid like, I don't know, like 75 bucks total to like get in there and shit. So there were, and there was no one there. So like, right. we're not kicking out like the only like four people who are here. 
the one time that you're like phone eats first and uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the strip club with the, the booty I was, chicken I and waffles I just wanted a dude. photo like it was like I was like there's cause like I that doesn't exist where you could have done like the portrait mode setting on like the iPhone where like you know the booties like blurred out in the background but you got like the chicken it was and waffles it was pre-portrait right mode it was pretty that was a while ago uh but yeah it was like i took a picture of my food and she's like no you didn't and i was like do you want to see the picture and she's like yeah and i was like pulled a picture out and i was like here you go and then she's like let me see your phone and i was like yeah and then the the like they were like nicely like told her to leave me alone i was it was i felt so regal i felt i felt like i was like i am i Am I royalty today? Like, did I just like not get in trouble? Because, like, you know, I have a funny strip club story as well, where I got accused by a stripper of stealing her money. Because <laughs> we were really drunk, and I don't know, I was just like trying to be nice, and like, there's all these like singles that didn't make it on the stage, so I'm just like, I don't know why I was touching the floor of a strip club, but like, here I am taking singles what off the fuck? stage and like putting them on the what stage. What a nice guy! And she got like so mad at me. She thought I was stealing money, and I was like, no, not like. And then I was just like drunk and kind of like sassy. I was like, I wasn't stealing your fucking money. Like, yeah. and then she told me I looked like Kurt Cobain. Speaking of Kurt Cobain, Dude, yeah, this was, so some of the Boston dudes will like be like, "Oh my God, you look like Kurt Cobain." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was nice to me after I like told her off, like, "I don't need your gross fucking singles." I'm sure but, she like, loved that. I didn't say it like that, but <laughs> yeah. that, that's how I felt. But like <laughs> internally, I was saying that. <laughs> Externally, I was like, "No, I wasn't stealing your money." That's weird. I, I mean, I get it, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I was just like drunk and not thinking about it. And this yeah. like stripper in a not great place. Cause we one of we were trying to get into a nicer place and we immediately got turned around at the door because one of our friends like was too th- intoxicated. Yeah. That'll happen. That does happen. I don't I'm like, yeah, to tell you. I'm like not a, I don't know. The, yeah. The only one that I really like is the one in Portland that does stripper. Okay. Cause it's a spectacle. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to hear some dude wailing, like some off-key, really it was like two, shitty two, song. Two white dudes came in and <laughs> rolled in and did uh, that like Lamborghini Mercy song. I don't know what the name no, of the song is, but like yeah. murdered. Like oh, they, they like good? they they practiced that shit. Okay, all right, and like it like got, it was like it was like <laughs> a show, and then and then there's someone would come up and do like someone would be <laughs> my girlfriend Shami was like shit face and she's like i'm gonna sing and i was like no please 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 don't (laughs) what i can't sing no i was just like (laughs) i was like you're not sober enough to like she's yeah it was it was gonna be bad sometimes you know you just know you know like you know what's gonna happen and then someone did nine inch nails oh no and all the girls all the girls came out with like animal masks on it was weird. So yeah, Portland's that was like weird, some man. Stuff. That's yeah, wow, Portland's okay. weird. I'll, I'll give them credit. Keep it weird, Portland. Yeah, I mean they say keep Portland weird. They mean it. They do mean it. I've been meaning to check out the. There's a Portland in Maine, that is also uh, weird. I'm not sure if it's weird, but like I didn't realize Maine was uh, like a very low key. I don't mean to. I'm saying that unironically. Low key, like weed capital up northeast because they have uh, interesting 
it's been medicinal in Maine for a super long time. Um, so, and the Portland in Maine is like, uh, I've driven by it. I've never been in it, but like they have, I know that cause one of my friends kind of lives up there and, uh, they have really good food and it's like on the water and stuff. But I, I feel like they're trying to also mimic like Portland, Oregon, and, like interesting. They're like, with keeping let's it weird. The, let's be the East, the Portland East. We're already named that. Right. Oh, we'll just do the stuff they do. Right. <laughs> Cause yeah, they, they both probably have good food, probably good weed. If that's your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know. Yeah, never been, never been to, never been to Maine. It's up there, from up there, like on your list, or up there in the country. In the country, it's like it's pretty far north up there. Like, it's a pretty long drive. I've been to like this national park there once. That was pretty cool, but that was like, I was like a five and a half hour drive or something. Five or six in like an RV. The like distance between things on the east coast is so confusing to me always like it's like when people come here and they're like i'm in la like how far is that i'm like eight hours and they're like really you're like yeah yeah because california is so huge like the northeast is like fairly compact like right in the immediate northeast but then the second you start going anywhere like south of new york like pennsylvania is like low-key pretty large california has more people in it than canada that makes sense. I could see that. Yeah. Speaking of Canada, do we know what time Brandon's getting here today? Yes. So we're what you'll probably see on social media because this won't come out by the time all this stuff happens. But we're having like a animal style gathering private event at Evergreen for like two days. Mm-hmm. And PJ yeah. somehow got invited. I don't know. Right. I don't know why they wanted me around, but <laughs> you just happened no. to be here, dude. Right. Aaron being the nice guy he is. How I got here was that he offered a few times. He's like, oh, dude, come out and rip the S14. And I'm yeah. like, that, that'd be amazing. And my family was planning a uh, vacation to California um, for my dad's 60th birthday. And uh, I ended up hitting up Aaron. He's like, yeah. So how serious were you about that? Here we are in his garage now. Yeah, I guess we could have explained that earlier because people would be like, why are you guys both in Washington? But yeah, it should be cool. Hopefully all our cars work and be, we're gonna, this is going to be the first time we see Brandon in a, two and a half years. I haven't seen Brandon since we went to New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, because you guys got back like right when shit was getting serious with lockdown yep. stuff. and Yeah, so it'll be good. He's coming in tonight. I saw you guys last when we were in Japan in yeah. october of 2019 yes and we were yusuf brought us to a bar with front street and donkey style and my friend mike shout out to mike as well yeah uh, but you remember that dude that we were playing pool with that kept hustling everyone and oh, like and his required... made people if you lose you have to run around the table with your pants down yeah and then phoebe lost to him <laughs> and a few of our friends yeah a few more people i think i did too him. Did you play with my friend Mike? Yeah. You did play with Mike. I think I beat him. Maybe not. I forget. I know I uh I I feel like I was I I seem to remember being like I'm either really 
decent or let me rephrase that. I'm either like mediocre or I'm terrible at pool. I would say I, I would rate myself as mediocre to terrible at pool as well. Yeah. But sometimes I get on a flyer and I'll just like channel it from somewhere. That dude was hammered too. And he was like, and I think I was where Donkey got the, the joke about just like, you know, this dude was talking about how he used to do 300 down the conjo loop for like whatever. And like a <laughs> skyline and shit. Yeah. That's where all that shit came from was from that night. This dude hustling everyone in pool. And then you had to run around the table with your pants around your ankles. Yeah. And then Aaron and I, Aaron <laughs> and I were freestyle. I like sea walked on the street and then Aaron and I like freestyle raps for like, 45 minutes drinking on the street and then was that the same night we went did we go bowling we did go bowling i don't remember if julian was like juggling bowling balls and dropped them all (laughs) uh that was a sick bowling alley that was pretty cool yeah they me and aaron put the like bowling pin like costumes on oh yeah they had like pins that you could like wear that was cool and then Josh like rolled his ankle skateboarding and then oh, he fucked his shit up that night. I felt so bad because everyone been drinking and we were in that. Yeah, we were in that Triangle Park. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I was yeah. like, that was like the one, the rare oh, occasion was... that Mike was uh, kind of drunk as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to talk to him for a while that night. That was pretty cool. We left our stickers outside that one conbini. Mike, there. Mike talked a guy out of calling the cops on me because I like bumped into him and he dropped his phone, but he was drunk and like lying. Oh. And the guy was like, I have a Ferrari. I want to see it. And he like showed him a picture of a Lamborghini. And Mike's like, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, like Phoebe like ushered me away. And stuff, they're, like, they're not going to believe you if the cops come. And I was like, Damn. I have a video from that that night when we were all drunk in the square. I think I like took a, like an Instagram thing. And Julian was like trying to like tray flip some dude's board and like Crocs or something. Yeah. And, like. Good Definitely. times. We got to get back to Japan, dude. Yeah, just... international trips are good. I like literally like la- just last week I made like a reel because I was like going back and like looking at all the videos from that trip. And I was like, man, like drift trips, like getting international with like the homies. Like, like I didn't even get to drive at like most of them, but like just being there with like everybody. It's like, so worth it. Yeah, it's so fun. Get out there. Go, go explore different drifting culture in other places if you like know somebody who like lives somewhere else even if it's like fuck another state go check it out like it's it's just like it it really get out of your bubble if you can yeah it really it really like changes things you're just like oh we're all doing this thing yeah i am very appreciative i'd like made the effort to like hang out with julian and get to fly up here and stuff because i've I've learned so much and we've laughed a shit ton and like we haven't taught you anything we're we're hiding all the secrets dude we gotta keep some you gotta keep some (laughs) just kidding right i can tell you anything right no we we know the we're just hiding it from the the people right no i'll tell the people whatever i'm kidding i'll tell them i'll tell them they they know what we know all the fucking cheat codes are on this podcast like everyone tell like no one's like oh you gotta like this special toe setting like none of that so this was like this makes me think about when naoki was here for super d and everyone was like oh he like 
he's lying about his power, like whatever. Oh, he modified no, his Aaron, subframe and like tilted it or some shit. Or <laughs> Eric, like, Aaron, Aaron Wong said he was reading Jalopnik, and in the comments, someone like broke down what was in the motor of the car from the video. And Aaron's like, dude, I bearing slapped that shit myself. <laughs> I know it's in the motor. Like it wasn't that like it was like a basically it was a basic SR that made like 300 ish probably. Right. Yeah. And just like four, six. And, and I don't know if his subframe raw was. skill. Yeah. He's he's got all the driver mods. He doesn't need a yeah. shitty FD. I've car. seen him do shit like that in cars that are worse than the one he was driving. Like I firsthand got to ride in the passenger seat of one of the like probably like one of the worst driving cars i've ever driven and he the motor the motor felt decent but it was it wasn't anything crazy it was like a boost right. up like stock s13 sr and like just violent like, yeah just fast like unbelievably fast like it's i don't know whatever he, yeah the I, cheat uh... codes are drive as much as you can and don't be afraid don't be afraid. Seat time is the most important thing overall. Like it doesn't like I know I can speak. I, I, I can comfortably speak on Aaron's behalf by saying this kind of shit does not happen overnight. We all started with like clapped out stock looking ass shit. Yeah. And we made our mistakes and things that we did to the car that we learned years later that like oh maybe we shouldn't have done that or you start undoing things that you did and stuff like that like you got options do what makes you happy if you want to drive drive hard and do the crashies and couple crash yourself like do it if you want to build beautiful cars and drift them do that like i don't know there's no there's no like right way there's only like the way that you want to do it the right way is what makes you the happiest yeah behind the wheel and if building nice cars and not drifting them hard isn't satisfying you then fucking maybe change it up or maybe you don't really or maybe building like you're not building the level of car that you'd like to build like fucking do that i don't know Or some people just like the build yeah i mean i like changing shit i like tinkering well so i mean like the people that'll like build a new car every year like they'll build like a whole fucking chassis i don't know how people do it man and like i have a couple friends that are like that and like god bless them for being like a good enough mechanic to be able to do that and like have the the work ethic to get that shit done but like if you're constantly changing it, yeah. uh, it's it's good to have perspective and like eventually drive, you know, like how Takami starts driving his dad's Subaru kind of thing. Like perspective <laughs> is good. But like if you're just changing your shit constantly, like. I don't know, that that's just my uh, philosophy, my personal philosophy for myself. Anyways, I like to try to adapt before i make any changes and then that helps me realize why the change i made was so significant or oh i should have done this years ago i'm an idiot yeah oh well i know it now and i am learning now don't change parts like change suspension settings you know like adjust a couple clicks on your coilovers and see what happens 
you know, up or down. In the front, like, I don't, I don't know. Depends on the car. Depends on how you want to drive it. But like, learn about that stuff. Like, that's that that will that will that will have as much impact as like. I want to try this control arm with this knuckle and the, like, you know, right. like you just need a couple simple bolt-ons at the beginning. You don't need to worry about like Ackerman and like, although it is like important, that. which Ackerman you choose. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was a very big conversation Julian and I had talking about, uh, cause he was like, he's trying to develop, like, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this, the like FRS, yeah people know about that yeah Yeah. okay yeah um oh yeah he was just talking about experimenting with different setups and like how we we were just really mainly talking about ackerman in general and like how you know of course like the why for those that like don't really know um like the wise fab cars how they like reduce their ackerman a bunch so that their wheels are like basically parallel with each other when they're at angle well like the new kits they're adjustable so that's like a that's a very important piece of adjustment on your which is cool the gk tech stuff for like julian z yeah like how you can adjust like you can either have low or high ackerman i mean that really changes your driving yeah so like even the wise fab stuff has it i i like don't keep up with modern new stuff new drifting changes yeah i feel like i should more or like I felt like such a bum for some some of the things Julian would like bring up of like this shit that like either I used to know and just forgot because I've just been in my own like bubble yeah. of drifting and then it's like ah I mean this I is know, a great example you're here you're like thinking about all the stuff that you like talked about or oh, whatever dude, I picked up so many good tips and just like oh yeah last night what I was more si- people should do that thinking about um modifying the subframe to the new car that i'm working on where they like basically drop the pickup point for the lower control arm so it basically yeah. flattens it yep so you don't get all that weird toe shit that goes on with s chassis and yeah. when your well, suspension compresses your wheels just like kind of more flat it just it just flattens the right. arm really yeah i don't have to worry about that i have like super long control arms bmw fc stuff sorry guys which i don't have to worry about that in the fc but building another hatch with yeah. my all my Adam LZ special G25 550. And Damn, dude. I didn't know shit. he was like the plug. I should have hit him up for my turbo. I don't Josh know. Josh actually told me he was the plug because I thought I wasn't sure if we should be going through like turn 14 or uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I went through Drift HQ and then I got like uh, he gave me like a external wastegate and oil lines. Sick. So, yeah. Nice. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's going to watch this, but... Probably not. <laughs> he's busy. I don't think he has three hours to waste. Someone will, someone will send him an edited version, cut down. The, the cut down version? only mentions of him. <laughs> of me just, like, saying some shit way out of context. <laughs> I don't know, man. How crazy is it, like... Dude, he, I... I gotta, you gotta give him credit. Like, he's like, oh... I'll just buy a parts company. Yeah, he. They're um, doing well. Yeah. So what do I need to keep drifting? Here are all these things. Um, acquire that. Acquire this. Acquire that. He has like a, I don't know. He's got like a. He's got like a whole like. What's he's the got word? An, an empire. Empire. That, <laughs> he does that's have what a I was whole thinking empire. of. And he, 
Which, depending on if you're a Star Wars fan, I mean, I kind of there that. Okay. It just depends if he chooses the light side or the dark side at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. Um, I kind of know. Anakin LZ. I sort of know of one person that I know that he had helping him like with investment kind of stuff. Because like uh, a lot of my local drifting friends work at this place in Troy, New York, called 1945 Speed and Customs. This guy, Jeremy, has been, he used to drift with like Chris Forsberg and Ryan Turk. And like he's friends with Jared DeAnda because he like was drifting like in the late 2000s. And just like stopped for a while, but like, anyways, his, uh, his now Did wife. Did ever drift? I don't know if he drifted or not. Okay, that's a good good cue. I don't know. Uh, I would hope that the the face of uh, is he the face of Formula Drift? Yeah, what, he's what the you voice. He's the voice of Formula Drift. Yeah, I hope that the voice of. Formula Did you notice drift... that he stopped saying "send it"? Did he really? Yeah. Did someone tell him to? I don't know. But. Uh, <laughs> i don't know i just feel like he says it a lot less i just remember now that it's like a watching thing. his live stream of like this one time in long beach is like taught he's like trying to talk about oh cali's all cool with weed it's like oh get out your vape pens and like for like when they're sending off cars i forget exactly what he said but he was like talking about get out your vape sticks or something and i was like oh my god noted that just made me think have you ever seen the video of lil wayne like spilling his drink or like his cup of lean next to like the couch during an interview and he's like oh my god no. <laughs> like whatever <laughs> no but that's great uh you gotta watch it it's, it's good it's a good watch good 12 seconds <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i was talking about adam lz getting financial advice from my friend's wife's brother this Damn. guy that's like really into his so like a cool. really close connection it's like chris kane who he like i've known of him for a really long time because when i was in college he was on facebook and he had a plug for brand new model fives in like 2012 when it, they were discontinued but he knew someone that had like a mountain of brand new wheels sitting in japan huh. and like i was nerding out over model fives when i was like 19 or 20 yeah. or so really wanted some and i hit him up and he wanted like three grand for a set, which, you know, like 2012, 2013. That's I, a lot I of money. could not fucking afford that. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he like, he's some sort of investor kind of dude that has a shit ton of money. And like him and Adam bonded over both having like midnight purple R34s. Like this guy has multiple R34s, like Mark IV Supras, NSXs. Like he's he's got shit. He's doing well for himself, and, you know, when someone like Adam is like, hey... There's always somebody with more money than you, though. Here's, like, here's like 30 racks. What can you make that do? What you do with that thing? And then, like, from there, <laughs> like... What those know. racks do? <laughs> what do them racks do? Is that, what they, is that how they talk in business? I think so. In finance? That's how they speak in the pharmaceutical industry, I can assure you of that. Hey, hey, make these racks bust. Yo, yo, low key though. <laughs> these eye drops or what? I don't fucking know. I don't these know. Eye drops, but actually speaking of the pharmaceutical industry, um, dude, big business though. There, I know drifting's some, big business now. I know some pharma, other pharma bros in Do drifting. You? Rich Whiteman. Yeah, he is. 
He is. He's, he's, a, a, he's one of them big brain types. Oh, dude, his this brain has so many wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> the crinkle yeah, brain. Like, he's like, oh, I like working like farm, pharma, pharma, whatever. I was like, isn't he like, I don't know. He, he does some big brain shit. I want to get him on he here. Does. We've been like talking about it forever, but we're I think we're both like distracted humans. He's he's a busy guy with work. I, I have him on LinkedIn. Do you? I've talked to him a lot about pharma stuff in the past. It's been a while since I've like actually talked to him about any of it. But like when I discovered that he was like also a pharma bro, he's trying to pick up like advice and stuff. And I know his wife used to work in like a similar kind of position like I'm in now and stuff like that. Yeah, he's a cool so, dude. Yeah, he's he's super nice. He'd be, he'd, he probably has some interesting like drifting stories and stuff to share on yeah. here. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Make it happen. And Tamoya. Tamoya would be a good one. Yeah, let's do it. I need like I really want to do one with like Yota and like I have like I have like a bunch of stuff planned that I think would be really cool that I that I don't think that uh even if you were uh a famous person who started the podcast recently would be able to get. So I want, I want to get those people cuz like uh, but it's it's always challenging like coordinating this stuff do you have like it was it was nice with you because you're like i want to do the podcast when can we do it and i was like ah but like the people that i have to chase down because they're busy or whatever like um this worked out really easily like i probably would have been like yeah let's do it and then not hit you up for like two months or whatever you know but like since you're here yeah so, no that was uh yeah because we talked about it like like almost two years ago and then yep. life stuff and shit yeah. and then i, I just like super last second like the week before i came to california is like yo palmer i'm gonna be at julian's we should do a podcast and then that didn't work and you're like oh i'm gonna be in sac let's just do it in washington instead and here we are here we are this has been great so we just do them when we can do you have an LLC? I do. Goodest? I do. You could. You should write off a Japan trip as a business expense and go do a bunch of podcasts over there. Yeah, you can only write off so much money. You have to have money coming in to be able to write it off. You're about so to like, have some YouTube money after this. Yeah, podcast. Dude, dude, you're gonna get like at least 200 views. I can't. Wait. <laughs> I can't wait. This is a game changer. <laughs> Watch out, YouTubers. Right. Yo, watch out, Adam. Me and, Taking over here. Me and, me and PJ are going to take this shit over. <laughs> Talking Jimmy about Oaks nothing. Next, dude. Sitting in, front of, <laughs> sitting in front of, in my opinion, probably the... the... This thing is fucking nice, I think I think it's the coolest drift car in North, North America. Right now it is. Right now, I think so. Right like, now. as it sits, I think this is the coolest drift car in North America. This shit's hot. Yeah. Hey, Jason. Hi. Want to say hi? Oh, hey. Yeah, come say hi. Uh, they uh, went. They went to Jordy's. Hi, 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 hi. Hi. Bye. How was work? All right, dude. Work did sucks. Did you have fun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How was work? Work sucks. Oh, there's some in the fridge that are like actually cold. Not you, oh. There's cold ones in there. Well, I'm glad you're free from work. We should go to Seattle now. Yeah, yeah we should. Uh, Aaron said we could like maybe t- or like last night he was like, "Oh, dude, he's got you the could coolest five ten. 
I want to rip the 510. It's, slam, it's like a slam rat roddy 510. Oh. I am a little nervous and to drive a car that low because I haven't driven a car that low in a pretty long time. The wheel, the wheels that he just got. He's for talking it. 13s. Yeah, it's so cool. The shit's donked and it's sick. Yeah. It's got like manual brakes and stuff. And... Um, yeah. Should we? You got anything? You want to say your where to find you? Do you want to fucking shout? Did we miss anything? um this is always how i ran. end it awkwardly right no this is fine uh yeah i don't know um well i could i don't it's like the the end of like hot ones like you got this camera this camera and this <laughs> there's camera. only one camera dude it's a webcam too. this is a multi-camera uh show it's a one webcam show well there's two if you count the one that's on the laptop as well yeah we're not using that one though Gotta really shoot me down here at the end. You're supposed to be gassing me up. Hey, dude. look look into that camera right there. That's that's the active one. Okay. Saying hi to my people. Yeah. What do you got? That's what do you got for them? All like twenty of you guys. I don't know what I got for them. I don't. Okay. Uh, I feel this like is we... like the most exciting thing I've had go on in my life in like terms of drifting recently. Like getting to drive with you guys is gonna be fucking sick. Mm. Um, I can't do any hero shit in a borrowed car. And <laughs> yeah. Aaron's S14 is like gorgeous. Yeah. So, uh, and up until like last week, it was his daily. So he was like, yeah, dude, this is my commuter car. Like you can drive it, but like, yeah, don't do any hero shit. <laughs> yeah. And now it's not his daily. So at least there's that sentiment <laughs> out of my brain. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't really have any sort of like shout outs or promos or okay. anything other than uh thank you for having me on the podcast this has been fun of course dude. i'm excited for our drunken banter in a couple hours from now hopefully there's oh, some God. good drunken banter and that one might be i don't know that one arguably might be worse to edit than this one unless you're just gonna like let it say fly. fuck it and like whatever goes goes and whoever people have been making my offended. life really difficult <laughs> with the editing lately i'm not gonna lie but it's okay we you know it's a labor of love it is a labor of love yeah happy to be a part of it getting adrift with you know we get the the animal town boss style collab Ooh, okay. shit going on right now boss, that's pretty cool boss town animal style Boss townimal style. <laughs> Animal Town. Animal Town. Sounds Animal like, Town. Sounds dude. like a game for children. Or like a weird movie from the 80s. Yeah. I'm thinking of Animal House. That's Animal House. <laughs> Close enough, dude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's it. That's a clap. Bye, everybody. Peace out. Thanks for watching. Or not. I don't know. If you made it this far, congrats. <laughs> We're really happy for you. <laughs>